Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you from an undisclosed location south of the SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 69. Hello, I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me for this very nice episode is BT Calloway. Yo, yo. Danny Rosewell. Hey there. Claire Double R. Hello. And Jordan Frost. Hi. Thank you all for joining me for this special and very nice podcast. I mean, you kidnapped us, so... <laughs> is, there a re- is there a reason why you keep calling it nice? Because we're recording it at 4.20 in the afternoon. And tonight, yes. before we start this episode, I just want to say this is not just special because it's our 69th episode, but <laughs> we are about to submit to you, listener at home, our 200th review. Hooray! Get out of town. Yes. That's a big number, isn't it? It sure is. It is 100 more than 100. Slow down, Egghead. (laughs) So, yeah, very exciting times. And for the 69th episode and the 200th review, I thought we'd do something a little bit special. We're celebrating this momentous occasion by doing a special two-part podcast that looks at two-part episodes of The Simpsons. How confusing. And tonight is part one. (laughs) Of how many parts? Two. Oh, okay. you're keeping us here for five days <laughs> with no food and no water. You never said no food. <laughs> I'm keeping you very well fed and very well drunk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. No water, just more alcohol. Mm-hmm. So we're doing two part episodes, and we're starting tonight. And we just watched season six, episode twenty five. Who shot Mr. Burns? Oh, I know. Part one. I know. Wait, no. <laughs> Shh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> this was first released in May of 1995. It was written by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. In this episode, Mr. Burns is just going around and pissing off everybody in town. So, yeah, and then the episode ends with Mr. Burns going off camera and then getting shot. But <gasps> by whom? Well, we haven't watched the second episode, so... Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. I've never heard of this episode before, actually. All the hints are there. The clues. (laughs) So anyway, guys, who shot Mr. Burns? What did you think? It's fabulous. It's a larf. And a harf. (laughs) It is a laugh. Like taking candy from a baby. (laughs) The one thing about this episode is, like, I've seen it so many times and I was so excited for it back in the day that, like, I'm just not sure that it, like, holds up as a single piece of entertainment. What do you guys have to say about that? That's going to be, yeah, really my difficulty in coming in rating it is we don't know how it sticks the land. I mean, we do, but we don't know how it sticks the landing in terms of critical analysis. Mm. So Mm. as much as I love this setup, I don't know how to rank it because it's not complete. Yeah. It's Um, like watching like a Spider-Man one movie, you know, it's just origin story. It's fellowship of the ring as opposed to (laughs) marathon trilogy. Yeah. I would wager the way to think about it. I suppose instead of how satisfying is the conclusion is how intriguing and how much do you want to find out? Oh, I I remember I did. Yeah. I was pretty desperate. So yeah, just, skipping ahead to memories like back in the day like do you guys remember watching this was the episode spoiled for you we'll start with you jordan i'm pretty sure we didn't get it on the same day as america we got it like did. a year and maybe yeah. a bit more later so i uh, i mean we didn't have the internet in the same way that we did 
today where it would have been like it spoiled almost immediately Memed for immediately you. Yeah. All over Instagram. Um, Did we legitimately get it a year fucking later? Yeah, man. yeah maybe no even more. fucking way. And those carrier Come pigeons on. with the spoilers got to us like 11 months. What <laughs> so. fuck? They held out on showing us Simpsons for a long time. Like, How could it have still been so hyped in Australia? Because that, well, they had to finish a season, load it onto a ship, and send that ship. Yep. It went to England <laughs> first. Through and the line then... of kangaroos as well. Yep. Of course, of course. I mean, all of Australian media culture was obsessed about it. Like, it was yeah. on the radio, it was on the talk Damn. shows, it was every... Yeah. And no one knew. Well, no, apparently that was one of the problems, is that apparently there were a few radio DJs that absolutely spoiled it the next day. Really? Yeah, like, I couldn't verify that, but I did, like, see that posted up on a couple of blogs. What that... cock-slapping whore-fobs. Yeah, because it got spoiled. Shit. It got spoiled for me because, yeah, like you said, the internet did exist back then, and like some people who worked at my parents' work knew and told everyone at work, and yeah, uh, mum came home like two no. days, yeah, two days after it aired, and go, I know who shot Mr. Burns. By the way, Elliot, let me tell you a little something about Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> However, okay. if she had said that and said, "Oh, it's." You know, oh, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners, but uh, you would have been like, yeah, come on, mum. Someone's feeding you bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. The spoiler thing was fun while it lasted, but the the baby did it. (laughs) Let's just rip off that band. Do any of you have any other memories? Oh, man. Holy shit. I don't remember what grade I was in back then. What grade was I in? I was in year four. So I would have been like year five? Yeah, 96. Anyway, I went to school and the whole grade was just like, boom, we're on strike. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we're meeting up in the quad. There's like 200 kids just talking about this shit. Yeah. And it was madness. It was like when Harry Potter came out. It was a phenomenon. It was a cultural milestone. Yeah. yeah. Everyone got out the texters and started drawing up. You know, For real, man. Red string on pictures on the, all over the wall. And, oh, man. It was intense. I remember... Yeah. a beautiful mind, but less <laughs> yeah. beautiful minds and more of them. Does anyone actually, like any of you guys remember who you thought it was? In our family, I think it was one of my brothers that came up with the theory of Santa's little helper Mm. and like everything about that made sense. And his big argument was that the actual things that he says when he goes behind the wall Mm. don't make sense in any context unless he's talking to a dog. Who are you? What are you so happy about? I think you better drop it, you know? Mm. That's how I say hi in the morning. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in retrospect, now that we, of course, have seen it a million billion years ago, yep. that one part there is the big sort of hint, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think as well, because it would have been too obvious to make it one of the people that they were alluding to. Like, yeah. it, you can't just then make one of your main characters commit murder or attempted murder. It's got to be a That's true, yeah. definitely. But back to your question, like, back in the day, who was your best theory? Mine was Smithers, yeah. and I got into an argument with people because they're like, no, but in another episode he said, but Mr. Burns my best friend. I'm like, oh, you naive fool. <laughs> you think there are people in this world who are not sell out their Haven't best you friends heard of revenge and, and lust and money? <laughs> You'll learn soon, young fourth grader. So yeah, any other memories just before we move on of um, watching it back in the day, the hype at school and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I remember those reading an article and the theory before the first episode came out was that Mr. Burns would actually be killed. Like, yeah. Gone. Yeah. That was like almost confirmed for a long time. And mm. then obviously those reporters were dead wrong. Yeah. It was some kind of lying news story. I wish there was a term for that, but there isn't. <laughs> nope. <sighs> Moving on. For better or worse, what's a joke that stood out to you? Starting with you, Jordan. The first one that leapt to mind was the 
kids, can you please leave the room oh. for a moment? <laughs> yeah. And it's the, yeah. the animation of them just... Whew, it was almost uh, Warner Brothers because they leave almost like a blur behind Complete them. Complete blur. As they just exit, you just hear the... Yeah. The, yeah, they're just... Uh, that's the loudest profanity I've ever heard. But the way mm. his pupils like just mm. get so tiny and yeah. the kids just... He is so... St- what the hell is happening and just... I think, yeah, that's the thing. Like, they may have seen him that angry once or yeah. twice before and like, oh, no, this is Code Red. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it's just that whole thing, the sequence as well with the, you know, the birds flying off and everything. Because oh, yeah. they do that Church yeah. quite a lot. And, yeah. No, every frame of that is so good. The mm. way it's shot when the kids run out of the room and then the big power shot is he's leading up with the f- and then mm. church bell yeah. birds yeah. and then a whole town just heard and shake yeah. oh my lord <laughs> I think it's because the shot of him is kind of like this strange kind of top down isometric view of the room and, and yep. yeah like the way that they chose to shoot it was they um, really cool they did a well. lot of really really interesting mm. like camera angles in yeah. this that oh, I didn't yeah. really yeah. pick up on yeah. when I was younger but even the shot when he runs towards Mr. Burns after he's been graffitiing him yeah yeah, yeah. like amazing amazing mm. camera work like that sweep as well like yeah. showing homer's break in insanity as well because there's a bit of a fisheye sort of distortion going on yeah claire what's a joke for better or worse that stood out to you the one that i remember really really clearly is the final joke where um hibbert looks straight <laughs> to the camera because i think that was one of the first and most obvious uses of like breaking the fourth wall mm. as well mm. but i i just love the yeah i'll give it a shot and it's <laughs> my job, job right like, yeah <laughs> I love this because it also sets up who shot Mr. Burns part two as like more Chief Wiggum's story. Yeah. Like, because where they actually lose Mr. Burns for the vast majority of who shot Mr. Burns part two, that's when like Chief Wiggum really steps up in that one. But that's more talk for who shot Mr. Burns part two. It's going to be really hard not to talk about part two. <laughs> yeah, in I know. This episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hibbert staring down the camera as well. And it's the perfect voice for mm-hmm. it as well. That way he just goes, can you? <laughs> Tell me you haven't done that throughout your life. Oh, constantly. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Well, I can't <laughs> tell people I haven't done that before. Can, Can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's my job, right? BT, what's a joke for better or worse that's out to you? So many. So, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. so, so yeah. many. I'm going to rattle a couple of quick ones. Skinner walks in and sniffs and he's like, what's that smell? Sniffs himself like, ah, wash basin, fresh. <laughs> wash basin, yeah. fresh. Yeah, quick shout out to the uh, sign writers in the background. They have Mr. Burns Oil Well has a sign on his building a better tomorrow for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like how it even has the ellipses in there as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the one I really want to point out is it's a great little throwback when Ralph is like, Miss Hoover, the floor is shaking. Mm. Ralph, remember these types? Mm. <laughs> yep. Which is a great throwback reference to, remember time you said Snagglepuss was outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that there's the continuing through line through that and uh, we get just a great conclusion where it just gets cut off before we can get the punchline. So the implication there is that Ralph totally gets launched through the roof of the school in that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, my <laughs> second note here is how Ralph died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ralph. Well, I was about to say, Millhouse was seconds from disaster as well because he landed, it was just beside him as well. He could have been in a mm-hmm. poor he position. He should have been in a very yeah. poor position. As well, it's like, smells like one of Van Houten's and it's like, <laughs> it, it just happens to be under him as well. It's like, oh, come on. Give me God, a break, can't oil. Get a break. But just quickly deviating to the oil. So this might just be a question about oil rigs in general, but what is their theory with how they're going to harvest all this oil? Like Mr. Burns mean? shoots his oil like all the way across town into the Simpsons yard. It stops doing that. It's yeah, only its that's first just tap that popping the, that. It's like popping the champagne. It goes, but then you drink the rest of the bottle. So does, is that oil belongs to the Simpsons now? 
the bit can, that hits them, can mm-hmm. they sell that? You mop that off. Probably not enough to fill a but barrel. The idea is that it's supposed to go straight up in the air and land back down on your land, as opposed to yeah, and a slant. slant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> soon it will burst forth with its. That was amazing. Precious fluids. Um, that's one that I did not pick up as a kid. Yeah. I didn't get Almost to say which stood listens. out to me, but yeah. that was definitely one of them. I actually get the feeling that in the Australian version, the line "almost sexual" isn't. I think that was, was edited out because I, I think be the yeah. first. Part Part was there and I remember that yeah what did he call it a mighty throbbing machine about to explode its liquid or yeah <laughs> it's precious fluid amazing it's, it's strange as well though how Smithers looks really uncomfortable with that as well which well at this point he's had his whole uh, debate with Mr. Burns saying I can't stand by you doing this, this. It's true yeah and he's yeah. he's yeah so I think it makes a lot of sense that that's, he's, showing he's, guilt. he's still angry at that whole uh, transaction and this is him being given a great open for him to take the innuendo and he's just too angry for it I really like it is it like a reverse yeah, innuendo yeah fair enough well yeah he's still bubbling underneath the surface because he's only like had the candy from baby happen at this point they haven't had their big yeah. you're fired yeah. moment not the yeah. big one but hasn't he yeah. had, still had the this is a school people yeah, won't yeah. stand for it mm. pish posh like taking candy from a baby which is just super responsible, really. Yeah. Um, Danny, for better or worse, what's the joke that stood out to you? <laughs> I mean, we just covered my favorite one, but I've got to say that uh, the barflies bit was great as well. Yeah. Um, if you guys are getting loaded off these fumes, I'm going to have to charge you. Yeah. Man alive. There are man alive in here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a cheap joke, but yeah, 20 different toxins in the air. Burp. Yeah. I like how they don't go, no, it's up to 600 or whatever. Yeah. They just no, like, it's better just let yeah. you know yeah, through that, the sound. Yeah. That's a total new Simpsons rewrite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that whole bar scene was great. And a nice, really quick way to get Mo pissed off at Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Not not only Mo, but I also really like how it has Barney referencing guns, but in a way that feels like a joke when he goes, Oh, that was great. I'm getting high on fumes. Where's the inflated sense of self esteem? And then he picks up a gun. He's like, There's the. So it seems like a joke, but now you know, oh, Barney's armed. Yeah. So it's a great way to kind of introduce that. I think they did that a lot throughout this, and it was really good. Well, yeah, and this brings me to the next question. What story moments? And specifically, like, I want to talk about, like, what sort of clues and lead-ups did you like most about this episode? Let's start with you, BT. I'm going to say Grandpa is actually really interesting. He feels like he's got enough of Vendetta. He's lost his home and all his stuff. You know he's got army training. Uh, yeah. He's got, you know, this gun he keeps at home. Again, it's too obvious to be him when it does that shot of the um, cigar box with the mm. pistol having been dug up. Yeah, that was a great shot. Yeah, Wasn't it was a beautiful like, um, shot, like... Like the wind slowly blowing and it's uh, like a spaghetti western yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. with the plus we also know as well that like he's obviously been in the same company as mr burns oh, so yeah. he knows all his like weaknesses and everything if he can only get past his own dementia yeah so long lamp <laughs> <laughs> the lamp's walking away that's, that's my, my dog. dog man so long lamp oh man or like when he pulls down the newspaper and they scream they're like oh i thought dad melted <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was great that was great Great. And I followed up with the line of, oh, you should have fired into the air and scared her off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I just want to say, I also like how they set the sundial up previously yeah. when yes. Mr. Benz is talking about blocking out the sun. The Smithers is like, owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. The town's <laughs> sundial will be useless. And again, it feels like it's a joke. But yeah. it's foreshadowing. I love Absolutely. Really cool. They bring attention to the fact that it's there in front of the town hall. You know exactly where it is. Yeah. yeah. And they are the dumbest things to complain about in eternal darkness. It's eternal darkness. And then you start looking deep into it. Owls, owls. <gasps> I am the owl in the wait, word wait. now. Owl. Owls say who. Who shot Mr. Mr. Burns? <laughs> oh, my <Owls>. God. <laughs> it was wizards. Uh, how about you, Jordan? I'm kind of stuck between two. 
One is there's that scene between Smithers and Burns where it's almost like he's trying to appeal to him as a man, like as my friend, and he calls him... Uh, Burns calls him Waylon and he calls mm. him Monty. Yeah, yeah. That, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. That's a really good scene. Um, like when a mother uses your full name when she's scolding well, you or something. No, I, I feel like it's different to that and it's almost like... I'm too, not telling you this as a subordinate. Yeah, I'm telling you this as another as, person. As a friend, like because he also says this goes violates every sycophantic urge in my body. Um, <laughs> what does but, that mean, by the way? Clarification. Oh, uh, sycophant is someone who just like mindlessly follows yes, and, and yeah, oh, okay. essentially brown noser. Because he also says the quantity and quality of your totaling? Toadying. 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 Again, yeah. sucking up. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, to be a toady is to be a, yeah, again. Wow, so they, bo- <laughs> they both acknowledge the power dynamic oh, yeah, that exists absolutely. in their relationship. What was your other moment, Jordan? You um, said you were stuck with sorry, two. there was two, which is there's a bit where they're eating the candy. The fact that they talk about it in like, oh, there's um, Bart Simpson. He was my heir for a short time. And yeah. oh, there's, yeah. uh, there's that little dog. He was yeah, a guard yeah. dog and everything. And it almost like has all happened in the past. It isn't like we talk about it resetting to zero all the time, but it does show that there's still some chronology to it. Yeah. I think that that really helped add to the weight of the episode as well, that they're referencing yeah. mm. old episodes. This isn't going to be like a dream episode. Yeah. Is it all yeah. going to be a dream? You yeah. know? That's and a good point, yeah. I actually have to go back to that chocolate scene. I really like Smithers and Burns' storyline mm. and Smithers, you know, like degeneration of his trust and belief yeah. in Mr. Burns. And I liked the chocolate eating part, not just because it's, you know, torturous to watch Homer fail yet again, but it's really good to see that they have this kind of domestic dynamic mm. where yeah. they just like, here, let's eat this candy. And then they just share it equally. There's no yeah. like, I'll hand feed you Mr. Burns. It's they're both <laughs> just eating like, oh, what's Which, left, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the chocolates look so good as well. Oh, yeah, like, man. They put a lot of loving detail into them chocolates and also, what's a sour quick slog? Quince is Quince like is this. Oh, Quince log. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know what that was as a kid either, and I just heard it again. I'm like, oh, oh, that is awful. Oh, <laughs> horrible. I think all you need is the word sour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking about a Quince and it being like, like lips puckering, yeah. really sour. I just be like, mm, no. Definitely. Especially when you're already stuffed. Dispose of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love the slow slide of the, the Quince yeah. log off of Homer's face. He's with s- dun, dun, dun. It's such a nice family photo as yeah. well. Like they're all smiling. Bart isn't doing something like dickish in yep. their picture and everything. And, and they've got all of them, even that that Simpson mutt and man, that's Bart Simpson. I love the way he stutters. Then, hey guys, hey, what do you guys think about the idea of Homer's arc being like symbolic of like a slide into depression and suicidalness? Because everyone else has been. Physically traumatized. The house was broken. Mm-hmm. The school was smashed. The the arm of the dog was injured, and he's just being dehumanized and not recognized. Mm. You know, he's being ignored and isolated, and he reacts to that more than you. You know, he's gotten a bigger emotional response in the town meeting. Yeah. Um. And and you can see his descent into madness. I it mean, reminds me a lot of um inanimate. I'll show him inanimate. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the sort of thing that either I feel in real life sends people into depression or into like just serial killing sprees and things, you know? Well, he starts off with his reaction being like wearing a little name tag, putting yeah. it on yeah. his hat he and goes, everything like does smiling, such a sweet thing. He's so innocent and earnest there. And it's, it's very, really very sweet. Golden Retriever like, hey? Yeah. yeah. 
you're right. Totally an absolutely sweet thing, doing little concessions to try and help this old man who potentially might not remember. Yeah, and then he gives him chocolates. and. I mean, look, that's not really his fault, though, that he, I guess he probably sent away to a chocolate store because it's all nicely gift wrapped and everything. It feels like it's a gift that's been sent and they probably just, just put this photo in the bottom and they probably rearranged it. So it's not even his fault or anyone's fault, really, that just it was that chocolate yeah. that happened to be covering his old face. Old man li- no. might have liked quince logs. Who but, knows? But, but my, my question was, like, why, why do you think Mr. Burns just can't remember him like i also what? like that it's canon as well yeah, yeah. plenty yeah. of uh, smithers who is this yeah yeah like what you're talking about claire before with like establishing the past events as canon in this episode that like being a big plot point that he couldn't remember his name and like what else is homer to assume but that it's vindictive at this point especially yeah. when they get to the town meeting and he's just like after as i was accosted by an unidentified assailant yeah <laughs> it's almost even worse than vindictive mm. it's just not recognizing him at all Paying less than no attention. Totally yeah, dehumanizing. It's, yeah. It's the whole, uh, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's apathy. It, so to not even register yeah. as a human being. Especially because he recognizes Guillermo underneath like the radiation suit. Oh, I That's know. I know. He thought, my son Rolando was my son Rolando. <laughs> like, can you believe that? <laughs> it was like, Aw. I love that he's really trying to be like, don't worry about it, Homer. But yeah. gives the example that would just make you feel more annoyed. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right in that point though, because it, it's probably down to Dan's voice acting as well in the bit where he's Thank like, you. Oh. Thank you. Where he's getting dragged away. He's like, oh, you're dead, yeah. friends. Oh, I Dead, no, you're dead man. Like that was really great. just yeah. Play count. How many times have you watched this episode before tonight? Four hundred billion. Not as many as that. No. Like less than that. <laughs> More than that. Oh. <laughs> nice vague answers. Look, I couldn't honestly put a realistic number on it. I'm going to say a hundred because mm. I know in that first night that it aired, taped it, yeah. watched it again yeah. with my brothers to try and pick out clues, and then the next day I think I watched it two or three times, and then the day after that I had the ending spoiled. We had a good week before we had the ending, didn't we? I felt like I only had a couple of days. But yeah, might not be remembering that well. Um, but yeah, in that little space of time where I didn't know, I watched it and I scoured yeah. it for clues. Oh yeah. So ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yes. I think it felt like it was slightly off-brand, yeah. but it still felt like an episode of Simpsons. All the characters were who they were. Even Smithers, who probably has arguably the most drastic personality mm. change in it, was still acting within himself. He didn't seem like he was out of character. Everything he did had motivation behind it, and it was making sense. And I think it was really cemented by the fact that he clearly went off the rails afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Just by yeah. the fact that he walked away like he was a complete drunk and, and a mess. so Shattered quickly as well. Like he yeah. just, it flipped his life immediately for him. She he was yeah. scotch yeah. and comedy central. Yeah. Oh, Smithers. Fuck my zinger though. Come on, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's gold. Uh, for anyone listening and uh, you don't have the context, you got to appreciate this was pre-South Park comedy central, you know? <laughs> it would have been just whose line is it anyway in part of my zinger. Yep, yep, definitely. And but mystery science. <laughs> and I think it was important they spent more time on like Smithers, Skinner and Homer because I think you needed to see their descents into wanting revenge. Whereas mm. like groundskeeper mm. Willie, Moe, Barney, you can accept a quick. Well, mm. it was kind of like that throwaway line. It's like, where's a gun-toning maniac when yeah. you need one? Those <laughs> Sorry, guys, I was in the cab. Exactly. Mm. Those guys kind of already fall into the gun-toting maniac yeah. sort of <laughs> side true. of things. So you needed the normies and the ones that are like pushed too far, essentially. 
Definitely, definitely. I, yeah, I did like, oh, that's funny. Like, Mr. Smithers left his jacket. Mr. Skinner left his mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. When young teen Burnsy and... His secretary. His secretary, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. Teen Burnsy and the secretary. I don't have an intercom or a secretary. <laughs> But yes, come in. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> that so much. And Burnsy's using so many like old like yeah, schools. Like, so me out and of my touch. fourth form chums. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like how uh, Skinner instantly goes. So Mr. Burnsy goes. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god. There's naive of you to think I wouldn't recognize the city's most yeah. famous 104 year old man. Clearly, yeah. just bought Jimbo's clothes for 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, I've got a monopoly to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> my first thought as he. He was ineffectually flailing at Skinner's chest. Then the secretary bursts in with his staple gun, <laughs> kunk, 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 and there's like a shot of how broad Skinner's chest. He's a fucking Vietnam vet. You oh, know? Yeah. oh yeah, he would fucking wreck those guys. And the way he Please says, "Please don't waste those." Yeah, yeah. That's so Skinner as, in, as well. I don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Don't yeah. waste those. Holy shit! Think back to that episode where he's like, "No, gentlemen, you just made the mistake of getting an ex Green Beret." <laughs> oh yeah, I miss this Skinner. I really do. Oh, I yeah. took the whole "don't waste those" as he's such a penny pin. Like that school has no funding whatsoever, so he's probably just like, "Well, that was just such a great way to shoot them down, too." Yeah, that's that's what I got away from it because he wasn't in his like cowering subservient. No, no. he even said to Mister Burns, "That hotel is a dump, and your monopoly is pathetic." (laughs) Amazing. He has oil. (laughs) Fucking amazing. He has money. He has oil confidence. Yeah, Skinner with like a grain of confidence is just oh my god, that's a powerhouse. (laughs) What a man. See, I think it's in these moments where you see what Edna sees in him. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then there are other ones where you're like, lady, you can do better. Well, I mean, this is great. We're talking about the integrity. This is the side of Skinner that, uh, you know, we love. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with the mother shtick or being like a little no. contrite at times. I, I think now he's just the mother shtick. He's just the yeah. Yeah. the punching bag. Whereas before he was there's more complicated. There was, there was a very hardened veteran underneath yeah. the, that veneer of the perfectly polite principal. Definitely. Although I do love that just prior to that like hardline buff Skinner that we get I like a, a mini Skinner in the superintendent we sketch do as well <laughs> why did I think of the word school and the word explosion I immediately thought of the word Skinner <laughs> awful school is awful right? yeah. <laughs> what does that say it's an unrelated article yeah, an unrelated, unrelated article. article in the banner headlines <laughs> <Sunday>. yes <laughs> awesome back now to forth. redirect the conversation <laughs> slightly so just shooting through this quickly because we're so over time but the wackiness of this episode there was uh, none yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. I mean, <laughs> so I just shot through it. He created a whole Who model. Who shot through the wackiness? <laughs> was it you? Can you solve this? <laughs> I like that he created a whole model town just to just smash it. Just and I to just like love, take that convenience mod, take that ball of rubber, take that nuclear plant. Oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> fiddlesticks. Yeah. Uh, classic Burnsian. Sorry, and just before that was a great line of. Uh, Sir, please come back to the brink of insanity. I'll do no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and you know, that's perfectly oh, for the wacky great. moments is that so good. I think whatever wacky moments existed were completely contextualized by this oh, yeah. episode and like totally forgivable. I uh, yeah. understand many yeah. of you are now stroking guns. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I will open up the floor. The fact that Mr. Burns was trying to obtain a deadly booby trap, the 1,000 grams <laughs> that, that falls. He goes, mm, can't make hide nor hair of these metric booby, booby traps. <laughs> it seemed like a big number when I ordered it. Yeah, uh, yeah it's fantastic. So preparing to just murder someone. Since the dawn of time, man has yearned to destroy the sun. <laughs> oh, 
Yes, so good. So, yeah, briefly point out as well that the thing that inspired South Park Simpsons did an episode is they got, like, most of the way through production of an episode where Butters plans to block out the sun. Oh, right. <laughs> and then someone chimed in, oh, like they did on Simpsons. They're like, well, we have to fucking scrap that now, don't yeah. we? <laughs> and, but that inspired the Simpsons did it on South Park. And we'll, we have to cover that episode one day, I think. Okay. I have a few more wacky things. Uh, why is Jimbo just standing around under a tree? They were on all at the town meeting, yeah, but wandering out. He's just—he's not with Dolphin Quinn or anyone. He's uh, lurking maliciously. Look, Dol- Jordan, I know you weren't cool in school, but those <laughs> of us who were—we would hang out in a park underneath a tree. Oh, right. Okay. It was just the place, you know. Yeah, he must have got his clothes back at some stage as well. I just realized. <laughs> I actually always thought that was an interesting thing to like count out both Jimbo and Marge in that moment. Well, I think. Because neither one was going to be a suspect. Like, Jimbo was never going to be a suspect. Oh, yeah. Marge was going to yeah. be a suspect. Yeah, but then... She you was had mad. That, you had that bit where it takes her out, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, and it made sense that they'd remove suspicion of her, but why Why did they remove suspicion of Jimbo? You know what Jimbo should have said? What? Hey, man. Want to buy some weed? <laughs> That's why he was hiding in the park. <laughs> lurking. Yeah. Sorry about your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think looking at it from like a, a you in know, a joke. writing People perspective, you have to narrow it down somewhat yeah. to yeah. a yeah. few, like a handful of, you know, s- yeah. possible suspects and then narrow it down further. Like how they, to jump ahead, the Simpsons DNA point. So it, it dragged it down further, but yeah. it didn't make sense at yeah. that point. Yeah. Oh, you that know, line. I can't wait for that line in the next episode. We'll talk about it then. Yeah. And also it does Stay open tuned it for up. part two. Sorry. <laughs> it does open it up for um, that really good line from Mr. Burns, who is dying from a gunshot wound to the chest and says, won't dignify that. With yes. response. Yeah. <laughs> like, perfect. I've got it. Yeah. The reason they discount, in quotation marks, Jimbo, what do you think Jimbo stands for? Just injured Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> See? The puzzle fits. We're through the looking glass here, people. That was some good conspiratorial alley-ooping there. Wizards did it. Brilliant. All right, so I think we touched onto it with the heart. Uh, there wasn't, like, that many heart moments, but the whole Smithers thing and, and the, the, yeah, Homer. the sm- And the Homer thing. Yeah. Bart Homer- and his dog. Bart, yeah, well, yeah. yeah I was Bart's ask, love for his, Bart best, his friend. best friend. What movie is that referencing where he's like staggering? Through and yeah, I've wondered that as well. I, I did try Googling. I couldn't find anything, yeah. but it definitely looks like someone post-explosion. It's, yeah. so. it's a great shot as well when you see him reflected in the window and Marge yeah, like behind. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, it's Much like, like the Homer swearing, this shot of when the oil hits mm. the treehouse is perfect. Mm. I saw the stagger afterwards and then, yeah, the reflection and it feels like it's going to be some kind and of And the dog movie. injured, you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah. it's beautiful and he's so shell-shocked that yeah. he's yeah. like just staring around like a zombie but it did that beautiful like really tense simple music like yeah much like the camera work the music in this episode was so damn effective the, the allusion to psycho and the music just paired with everybody's intensing mm. anger at mr burns i liked is, is the is the marge looks out the window and goes holy christmas <laughs> <laughs> that's another one of those moments where almost swears just like uh, it reminded me of the, the, the scene before where Burns goes look at that big throbbing machine ready yeah. to spew <laughs> its hot jizz all over the <laughs> verbatim this, this yeah verbatim that's how I get bubbly gum out of my pussy tickler <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's version of the classic Simpsons word for word Simpsons <laughs> like but, and subscribe like I mean this episode really pushed what I would expect from a Simpsons episode 
Yep. Mm. But also, like, Marge was super on point in that moment, and, like, later where the thing that upsets her most is, he's causing us all to yell! Yeah, <laughs> I do love that. It's such a beautiful little sweet Marge moment. Like, yeah. yeah, Marge was so great in this episode. I would love to know what Maggie... Because you know how, like, talking about South Park before, like, Kenny, he's always saying something. It's yeah. just like, I wonder if Maggie, like, whenever they do her, like, sucking, whether it's like they have something in mind this for is what, what you're she would thinking say. When you're I, yeah. know, I know what she was thinking. Yeah. Mr. Burns sucks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you suck. Very nice. 69th episode. So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course I would. I would. Would you? Hey! <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I would. It's my job, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. If you're going to watch it again, what playlist do you put it in? Two-part episodes, of course. Murder mystery episodes. Ooh, yeah. Skinner uh, and the Superintendent episodes. Oh, definitely. Nice, nice investigation episodes you could have the x-files one yep. yeah actually that one the woman who comes in with the she looks like, a bit scullyish doesn't she, she her voice yeah. does that kind of uh, scully like she's got that slight like is that your scully impression no it's not but you know how <laughs> scully when she talks she's got that like with the way she pronounces in the air yeah yeah it's kind of like her s's are weird yeah it's that weird um fucking Sean Connery Joan Cusack oh yeah little helper gets injured Willie wants revenge oh definitely oh Willie rips his shirt open yeah Yes. I love my playlist of William yeah. Rips the <laughs> Kill that Mr. Bounds and uh, woo. 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 <laughs> I like that he's like able to scale down. Uh, no, killing's unreasonable. So, I yeah. just woo. Oh, Lunch Lady Doris episodes. Definitely. As well. I want to hire a new staff. <laughs> yeah. uh, and guns. Like, pair this with the Cartridge family. Yeah. You know. Old Towns in Danger episodes, essentially. Yep, yep. Yes. Pair this where the one where they get put under the dome. Oh, that was a movie. The Dome. Guest stars for this episode, and this ties into musical moments as well. Tito Puente was in this episode. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I had so much. no idea who he was nope. at that age. No. Well, clearly he was sick of the drudgery of professional mumbo <laughs> yeah. stuff. And yeah. wanted to do some voice acting. <laughs> he was great in this episode. Uh, unfortunately, though, he is so much better in the second one. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, come on. They robbed the school of Tito. <laughs> but, yeah, I had no familiarity with him even, like, long after this episode. It wasn't until I went to music uni where mm. I had to study him for, like, a whole semester. But he's worth studying. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But, yeah, he definitely had the opportunity to be in the Simpsons and get catapulted into the social spotlight for yeah, people outside the Mambo Circle. But Tito Puente was an odd choice, and especially to bring him back, because, yeah. you know, you talk about the Venn diagrams of fandom, Tito Puente fans, Simpsons fans, like, is there crossover? Yeah, it was an interesting choice, and I think it exposed him to a bunch of people who wouldn't have otherwise been aware of him. And yeah. even though that didn't stick until I was forced to study Tito Puente or you'll get bad grades. Yeah, you know? But even without that, he's a name you've never forgotten. Oh, no, definitely nope. not. And his music is great, guys. Check it mm. out. Mm. Although, yeah, he, I mean, he's a real suspect. I mean, how angry do you have to be to punch through your own... Congo. Yeah. Congo. Oh, Very. dude, those skins are expensive. Yeah. Definitely. Guys, any other notes? We didn't talk about that Santa's Little Helper was voiced by Dan Castellaneta, obviously. Oh, you can tell. May as well have been Homer. Yeah. yeah. The infernal machinations of Hell's Grim Tyrant. I like that line. Just <laughs> I want to hear from Sideshow <laughs> Mel. <laughs> oh, I like that line. I was just going to say the ridiculous, like, because we just heard from the sea captain and all these other colorful characters. I want to hear what Sideshow Mel yeah. thinks. Man, such a setup to get the voice in there, you yeah. know? <laughs> and it, w- it, it would have been just 
as good to just cut straight to Mel. Yeah. But it would have been nearly as funny. Flanders <laughs> is like, I want to hear what Mel thinks. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear his voice. He's always so well Someone spoken. do his yeah. voice. <laughs> and it was so Shakespearean. I just want to say Flanders in that moment as well, it was a nice touch to have him come over and give Smithers a blanket when he was breaking yeah. down. Yeah. But he fired me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say as well, the, uh, you know, we're going to have the uh, oil derrick opened by our best student, Lisa Simpson. You just hear like, Ralph, uh, not Ralph, you hear <laughs> it's uh, Nelson. Nelson going, nerd. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Danny, any other notes? I just want to say, look, this doesn't contribute to the episode in any meaningful way, but you know what it's like? You got to say this shit. Yep. I noticed that when Mr. Burns was at the height of his mania. Oh, God, how good was that line? Won't you come back from the brink of insanity? I'll do no such thing. <laughs> oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> Fuck, it's so good. Um, he goes, click, behold my master plan, Bond scream. Yep. And the city rises from the floor. And Smithers is like, what? There's a city in this floor? Because yeah. somehow Smithers <laughs> has no idea. Yeah. Like, Mr. Burns has built this all himself somehow. Yeah. Um, well, got other underlings to the do contractors, it. contractors, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guys after Slant Drilling Co. were yeah, out of work. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I have another project. Somehow, secretly behind Smithers' back. Like, Mr. Burns even knows how to hire a contractor without yeah. Smithers doing it. <laughs> I imagine he's like, though, that the, the Greek king who, like... Uh, yeah, design this machine for me, and then I have to kill you or blind yeah. you because ah, no one else can ever. Yeah, that find guy out. was a yeah. dick. Yeah. yeah. BT, any other notes? Nope, I'm out. Claire, any other notes? I'm good. All right. Well, time for Elliot J O'Neill's quick fire notes. <laughs> Who shot the notes? <laughs> Oh, great. At the establishing shot where you see the school and the big sun and Skinner walking through the school, yeah. how, like, glowing and beautiful oh, yeah. did that look? Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful shot. I also really want to point out the uh, when the sun gets blotted out, how good that looks. Yeah. The, the shadows totally. slowly cast over the city. Mm, gorgeous. And, and, yeah, they're doing that old-school animation technique of, yeah, overexposing the animations at uh, the exposed part yeah. of the animation yeah. cell. It's, yeah, really clever stuff. Uh, <laughs> My own father was thrown in the bog. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did we not talk about the alliterations with P bit? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I like to look this up. There's actually a uh, reference to a FedEx ad. Oh, is it? I think the reason we didn't talk about it is because nobody can remember it. No. Quote Priority, it parcel, to, profits. To Pasadena. And, Post haste. And they're passing it on to each other. It's such oh. a beautiful looking bit. Yeah, the FedEx said absolutely, positively has to be there this afternoon or tomorrow. Yeah. Whatever Priority, it is. precisely. Yeah. And then, yeah, Homer just brings it back to Burns in that golden retriever way. Yeah. <laughs> I brought yeah. you the stick. Yeah. Proudly I you the slaps stick. it down. And it's like, <laughs> I brought your package, Mr. Burns. <laughs> but I do like, you can tell, obviously, by handling it, how important and urgent it is because he sees it, he's a donor. He's like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, yeah. His intention is 100% pure. It's yeah. Because yeah. uh, usually, I think I remember when I first saw it, I expected him to, like, just go, eh, and just, like, turf yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. When I first heard that. Homer is a golden retriever oh, concept. Yeah. It just blew me away. Yeah. Right. Oh, everything falls and into place when you work with that. Yeah, it's so true. And <laughs> these early years, more than ever, when he was really like in the element, you know? Definitely. Mr. Burns refers to common people as Betsy Bleeding Heart and Leonard D. Musky vote. <laughs> <laughs> just great. This episode is littered with great Burns. He's amazing. Yeah. And I love how groundskeeper Willie was just so simple in his demands. Like, he technically did discover the oil, but all he wants out of it is a bucket and a new, brand new a filthy... A crystal <laughs> bucket. Yeah, wasn't it like a but diamond a brand new bucket? But something? a brand new filthy blanket. Yeah. A filthy blanket. <laughs> <laughs> More rubber stamps. What about those guitars that are like... <laughs> 
double guitars. I like as well that the camera like it pans down as soon as he said yeah, guitars. Yeah, double guitars. I don't know how many times I've said that in the years. Uh, Homer's line when Marge gives him the idea of the candy and the photo. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not really your idea then, is it, Marge? <laughs> Such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the parrot doing the ha-ha bit, you know. Okay. I'm very okay. critical of the okay. ha-ha jokes okay. these days, but I thought that was uh, cute. It's, it's the perfect pet for him because he would. Yeah. there's nothing he'd appreciate more than sassy bitch parrot. Yeah. <laughs> Settle is hash. Does anyone know what this means, to settle his hash? Well, hash is often short-termed for hash browns. When you buy hash browns, you're going to have to settle the bill. So basically, <laughs> it's uh, just summing everything up and finalizing him. You know, deal is done. So the hash, hash key is one that you would press on your calculator okay. when you're totaling up your invoice and you would press the hash key and it would print out the sum total of... That actually sounds like legitimate. I, like, it's wrong, but it's close to right. <laughs> so sorry, you're wrong. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Googling on the index by a eight- bitch. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> this term, dating from the 1800s, uses hash in the sense of a mess. So oh. sorting it. out his mess. Damn right. it. The way that the Boomgate operator says, just a minute. I always say it like that myself. Just, just a, a minute. minute. <laughs> Quimby's line, I have a letter that I'm going to mail to Mr. Birds. It's polite but firm and I'm going to... Um, Send it to one of his lackeys in the hopes they'll pass it up. Yeah. <laughs> or at least give him the gist of it. With some gentle cajoling. <laughs> I really like how that then feeds into Burns being like, oh, I know you don't want this, but who has the guts to stop me? Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> Power has gone to his head. Yeah. He's, makes, he's a great villain in that moment. Things are finally starting to go his way. <laughs> yeah. Things are finally starting <laughs> to go Mr. Burns' way. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm out of notes. It is time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode's meh, you give it a participant. But if it's good, bronze, great, silver, excellent, gold. But for the best, of the very, very best that so good that it's worth splitting them up into two parts. I don't know what I'm talking about. Give it a chartreuse? No, you give it a cubic zirconia. Ooh. Now, I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I am giving this a cubic. This is just part of the Simpsons experience to me, and I just couldn't give it any less. And it's perfect in what it's setting out to achieve as well, and that it's not just another Simpsons episode. And the other thing that makes me respect this, this was done for, like, real commercially sellout reasons in that they just needed a thing to do for sweeps, like American sweeps, to have a competition within the show. So the episode was written around the Simpsons having a competition that people would, you know, participate in. And... Even though it exists for those reasons, it is fucking amazingly executed. So, yeah, full marks for me. Sorry, did you... Danny, I believe you had a question. Oh, yeah. No, well, well, you started off being like, I really love this because it was written to sell out and make... We're here to sell out and fucking make money! And I was just like, oh, 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 Elliot, no, why are you why are you praising this? Uh, his point was, despite the fact that it was created for that, it became such a wonderful piece yeah, of art. Yeah. It's like how the Mona Lisa was actually a commissioned painting. Ooh. Yep, it was originally made to sell Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Jordan, what is your ranking? See, it's hard because I'm thinking about episode two and, I'm, I, and I would probably rank that one higher. But I almost feel like they need to be ranked together. Together, yeah. You know, I was actually thinking the opposite. I was like, this is a really tight episode. But from my vague memory, I mean, I have a good memory of what happens, but, you know, the specifics of the next episode I don't have. But I don't remember it being as good. I don't know. Like, I feel like this one is really, really tight. And so I, I would, like, rate this one cubic and the next one gold. But (gasps) you kind of have to look at it like... A whole picture. Look, I still think I have to give it a cubic. Like, I think the thing as a whole is, like, a really great two-parter with, like, building up the suspense and building up all the different storylines and trying to make you think about, who could it be? And, and But I mean, no, as it's setting it itself up to be a setting up a mystery, it does that very well. Yeah. Uh, Danny? Cubic. This time through, I really liked Homer's arc. Like, his yeah. emotional mm-hmm. arc and the distress. I really connected with him. Um, I really liked Smithers' arc. I really felt for him. And I think that they did a really good, great job at making each character equally viable. There's a bunch of really great lines in there. Uh, the acting is really funny. The Mr. Burns is just top form. And even without the conclusion, this is an amazing episode. And I think almost it's better without a conclusion. Like in me, the best endings are the cliffhanger endings. There's no good way to wrap up any cliffhanger because it's all about getting back to status quo. And that's just like, how can we solve the riddle? The exciting thing is what kind of awesome riddle can we leave them with? You know, that's why Lost was so amazing, even though they didn't have any fucking idea what they were doing. (laughs) So cubic for you. Sorry, I do ramble a bit. That's okay. Claire? Cubic for all the reasons previously stated. It's just a very tight episode. Nice. Concise. Yeah. 69. BT? I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you there, Danny. Uh, see, to quote Yahtzee Croshaw, he states that... Um, hey, hey, hey. A good story is like a good bell move. It's only really satisfying when it's over. Say However, it again quicker. Say it again quicker. <laughs> A good story is like a good value. It's only really satisfying when it's over. So for those reasons, I'm actually going to cubic zirconia. No, I'm kidding. Um, I hold to that point, but I think this is such a densely packed episode that still laugh out loud funny. We all got a good chuckle from it. We had a laugh. It's so full of information. I love how they bury their leads and how it's all put together. It's fantastic cubic zirconia. So this episode will be a unanimous cubic zirconia all around. This will be joining so many episodes, all from the classic wow. era, but the general brush with oh, greatness. Yeah. Homer's barbershop quartet homer the heretic lisa the beauty queen oh homer yeah. at the bat grandpa versus sexual inadequ- inadequacy Dude, Guys, these are all so good oh they is. are so good can we just watch no, you know, the cubics i know i know that is not our job as critics we have to go Two other seasons, and speaking of which, we're about to go to season 11, guys. We're going to watch the episode where Maud dies. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched a teens episode for this podcast, and this was season 11, episode 14, Alone Again, Natra Diddley. This was first released in February of Ought, and it was written by Ian Maxtone Graham. In this episode, this is the one where Maud Flanders dies. Aww. And for those of you at home that are like, wait a minute, this isn't a two-part episode. Well, I've always considered this, and I'm going to Praiseland to be sort of the same, sort of two sides of the same story, same coin sort of deal. So mm-hmm. for the purposes of this podcast, this is a part one guys more dies what do you think it's all right yeah it's not bad you know i didn't really like it no um, i actually didn't i i, I mm. it was one of those episodes where 
I remembered it as being better than it was. Yeah, did I? Yeah. Like I thought it was actually a semi-decent, pretty funny episode and yet it kind of reeked of a lot of the things that I dislike about the teens' eras. Yeah, I, I liked it mostly, but there were a bunch of pacing problems, especially in the first act. Mm-hmm. Like the way the whole NASCAR thing played out. Like, I, I don't know, it just felt really jagged. Well, it was one of those things where... There was a lot in this episode. Like Flanders basically went through the whole mourning period. They skipped two months of his life and they had a lot of wasted time with the nature reserve thing at the beginning. Like Mm. they could have cut that for this episode and just had the Simpsons going to the races. Is there any good reason why the nature part was there at all? Not particularly. Like it serves to get them at the NASCAR thing to show how the NASCAR has taken over the nature reserve. Mm. But they wanted a, a reason for Homer to have to like spray his cock with the <laughs> repellent. Yeah. Uh, also, we have... I got to write down the words bear crap bag. This yeah. is a bear yeah. holding a bag of its own crap, carefully disposing of it in a bin. And also squirrels fighting. So I'm going to take yeah. that for your answer to the question. For better or worse, what joke stood out to you? Bear crap bag. <laughs> Did you guys like that joke or...? I didn't mind it. It was fine. Just a good old play on the... Does a bear shit on the Pope? What's the old saying? That's it. Yep. Yeah. Does the Pope shit bears? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't answer that, can you? As, as a beginning joke, I think if it had just finished with the, well, that doesn't sound like bees, and then they discover the racetrack and then they go and watch it, that would have been fine. But they, they still went on they, the hike for a bit. They still went on the hike. No, they had the picnic. And I then think they, they were the, saying like, because they went, they said the bird sanctuary or whatever is in the middle of the track, so they just went across and did the bird sanctuary still, despite the fact that it was yeah. surrounded by. Why is there a bird sanctuary in the episode? Couldn't they have just been in their backyard? And I hear bees and then they look over the back fence and there's a race car. Well, the other thing is Homer quickly goes, oh, well, we can do nature walks anytime. Let's watch cars driving. Yeah. Like they could have just had that. Hey, you guys, we're just about to start. I've got some extra tickets. I'm still in a cameo. Yeah. This is great. Take the tickets and then move on. And that would have spaced out the rest of the episode, which did feel quite rushed in parts. Yeah. yeah. Have them arriving at the speedway. And Lisa's like, Dad, I thought we were going nature bird watching. It's like, there's a bird sanctuary in the middle of the racetrack, sweetie. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Boom. Much faster, quicker, cleaner. You're welcome, Simpsons writers. And I mean, there were some decent jokes. I mean, one of the ones that sticks out to me, especially from the start, is where Lisa goes up to the tree that's got, you know, the love heart and the initials carved in. And why do people think everyone wants to see their stupid? name joke written by ian maxstone graham see i like the idea but i didn't like the landing i wanted that to then just have written by pop up not as like a big swing to the camera big spinning yeah. newspaper yeah, just have it the, then or that's like when at, the you know how they do up. the yeah at the mm. bottom where yeah. they go yeah yeah. yeah yeah like those you know the real crooks are those swarming yeah, producers and, and then yeah. the producer credit pops up yeah. yeah i want that for the writer credit but don't you know have it yeah, it should have been part of the normal opening credits that are still sort of going on while the episode starts. Mm-hmm. So, Claire, what's a joke for better or worse that stood out to you? Uh, I like the one from that section. I like the one where he goes, well, my A car's, you know, fucked, but the B car's still here. <laughs> and it's like, Mom, can I ride in the B car? And she looks at this flaming wreckage and goes, don't see why not. Like <laughs> My A car's perfect. just been incinerated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, what's a joke that stood out to you? I didn't like the... Let's all 
point and laugh at the poor people down in the in the center. Yeah, uh, for Maud especially. Like Helen Lovejoy, yeah. sure, but Maud, come on. Yeah, uh, why'd you park near my parents? These my parents too. And a guy literally played a banjo and looked at the camera. That's perfect, Teen Simpsons though. Look yeah. at the joke we made. How wacky. I did not like that one much. Jordan, what's a joke for better or worse that stood out to you? For worse, I did not like the Mo joke where being yeah. really creepy yeah. and like trying to say, Yo, oh yeah, no, yep, Maud, she was real sexy kind of thing. And then like him getting beaten up. And Kill I was like, me so I can go to heaven now. Yeah. yeah. Send me That's when it crossed yeah. over to being weird. Up until that point, it was mm. just Mo sticking his like foot in his mouth as usual. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't actually mind it. Like yeah. she was a hottie. Because he starts off trying to say something sweet and he just fucks it and up. Fucks it up. And that's Mo. Mm. But then, yeah, it got way weird way quickly. I'm coming, baby. Like, yeah, it was really creepy yeah. and wrong. And yeah. yeah. But this to me um, ties into the next question for better or worse, what story moment stood out to you? Like, how jovially they dealt with Maud's death, like in the immediate surroundings. And it wasn't until later in the episode they got like super heavy with it. Like, mm. I felt like the initial, like the funeral, that bit with yeah. Mo, it was all jokes. The death wasn't the weighty part, it was the grief. Yeah, uh, which is a little odd. Um, well, I was reading up a little bit about it, and it was a necessary death because the voice actress quit. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a pay dispute because she'd moved to Seattle. She wanted a pay rise to cover her flights back to California, and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Was she in this one? Because one thing no. was that she didn't sound right as no. well. No, it was an actress called Marcha Mitz. Lucha G- Libre? Gave, gave it, whatever, you can look it up. <laughs> Marcha Mitzman Gavin. It wasn't Maggie Rosewell, no. <laughs> but Maggie Rosewell ended up coming back to the show a few le- years later anyway to do um, incidental voices. Like I think she records remotely or some shit. It kind of felt like they were trying to go, oh, yeah, you want to negotiate? Well, this is what we think of your character. Yeah. We don't negotiate <laughs> with terrorists. Exactly. <laughs> But then they sort of decided halfway through the writing that they're like, well, you know, even though she's not a big character, Flanders is. Yeah. yeah. And we we've got to try that. to make something out of this that's like a little bit less yeah. disrespectful. I yeah, it just felt like they were writing her off and like, this is how easily we can do it. She's just a supporting character in our lives, you know. Mm. <laughs> Jordan, what is a story point for better or worse that stood out to you? Uh, oh, it wasn't, it, it wasn't really a story point. It was more the joke of where they say... Um, Oh, you know, she didn't really have any memorable catchphrases or whatever. And we have all different times said, unflavored for me. Yep. So, <laughs> take that, that, Reverend Lovejoy, you piece of shit. That's her catchphrase, unflavored for me. <laughs> you know, I, d- I did like the idea of Homer trying to help Ned get... Like, he was obviously healing by himself. Like, he's a mm. pretty mentally healthy guy. And he was coping and he was obviously doing his own thing to try and, you know, get better and bet homer just like kind of coming in and i I, i'll help you the way i know how and just disregarding anything that you've done like actually i'm all right well that it's all about to change and because it is such a homer thing to be like i'm gonna really help him i know i've had we've had our differences in the past but i'm really gonna do something to help my neighbor who's in trouble and yeah Yeah, yeah, i I also like that really throwaway joke that comes from him trying to help ned and film him and bart comes up and goes do you even have a job anymore? <laughs> I think it's clear that I don't. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> getting really like uppity about it. Yeah, and I do really like the quick back and forth. How you been, Ned? Oh, it's been a tough couple of months, but I think I've turned a corner. Well, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not listening. Change. Do you guys feel like that do you even have a job, Dad, is like a metaphor wall about how the Simpsons has stopped caring about him as a he's just like a p- product for their schlapstick now? Oh, like, a little bit. 
Yeah. Come on, Dad. Do you even have a job, or you just do wacky antics every you know, episode? It's yeah. like that community thing. Was like this used to be about a uh, community college. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They don't say, "Do you even work at the power plant anymore?" They say, "Do you have a job anymore?" Yeah, because like, he's had so many other jobs at this yeah. stage, yeah. That and he's got like, so yeah. much disposable time that he can like really invest. But I do like that he does invest in Flanders in this time. And you know, once Marge puts down the hard line, you know, Homer, you know what you have to do. I oh, know. Stop being a jerk. <laughs> I think <laughs> a single tear. Like, yeah. oh. That almost felt like the writers going like, "All right, guys, we've we've taken enough pot shots and more. Like now we have to stop being jerks. Like yeah. <laughs> we got to be nice to Flanders." Yeah, especially when you're talking about an episode where his wife dies. Like, so Danny, what's a story moment that stood out to you from this episode? There's two parts to me. One is H- Homer video cameraing Flanders with his shirt off and Bart walking yep. up. Man, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I really liked. Uh, just Homer kind of drooling to himself as as Flanders slowly takes the shirt off and does the like the, the shake off and everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's a nice reminder that even though Flanders is like sixty, he is well cut. Like he is clearly oh, yeah. the fittest person in Springfield and super well hung. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! Uh... You know what? I was actually wondering about that this time. Like, I thought it was the super well hung joke, but. It seems like the top part's pixelated and the other part's like added in. Like Homer's being like, I'm going to help you out, buddy. Like, Ooh, could like be, that. could be. Well, I was going to say with that bit as well, Flanders' last words to Maud were, no, no footlongs. Foot I know because they make you uncomfortable. And then it turns out he does have like a foot long. Like, <laughs> it's like eating my own dick. <laughs> Is that what he's thinking? Uh-huh. Beach, for better or worse, what's the story moment that stood out to you? Well, yet I quite like Flanders' struggle with his faith. Yeah, Flanders uh, struggling with... I actually wish they hit on it more in the Yeah, episode. it feels like we could have taken a little bit longer than him just praying that once and being like, give me a sign anything yeah and then immediately going straight to well i'm just not going to go to church turns the portrait of god around and needs a little bit more time i think because what i did like was him going like i'm not going to church today and i'm not going to church tomorrow and maybe i'm not going tomorrow (laughs) ron todd just back out terrified also the idea that sunday church but also Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, church Churchy days. But I, I love the hard cut then too. Sorry, 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 yes. sorry. Yes, <laughs> exactly. that was that was a great payoff. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely feel you're right, and we should have really let his emotions like wallow a bit. Mm. You know, yeah, let us think. Could this um, really be the change for Ned? We've just had yeah. a, ma- a, a character die permanently. Could this be his new thing? We need a, like a montage of him like doing the lonely night walk through the city. Yeah. You, you get the like Midnight Cowboy going past. on and the signs. And Walking down Neon Light Alley. Yeah. Reflecting on his life choices. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like quick cuts like the going from sitting in bed like really cranky and then, you know, going, sorry, 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 sorry. That works. But the pacing of the last mm. bit felt very rushed and you didn't really get to see his emotions unfold you didn't really get yeah. to see him feeling lonely particularly it was more just like um yeah, tell get, instead of show you get one scene of him playing scrabble by himself and that doesn't qu- i suppose there is a good one where he goes to bed and kind of reaches across and there's nothing yeah. There. yeah but that's not quite enough i think i just think there should have been two more scenes where he was praying like the initial one where like oh, i can't believe you're taking more away from me but i guess this is your plan and then the second one where he's like hey about that plan and then the third one where he yeah. pulls the hard line mm. yeah i recommend because i think also because you'd see nothing of him his grieving period or him mourning mm. you see the funeral and then you see two months later when seemingly he's kind of on the mend and he's better yeah. he, you don't see him kind of angry or crying or, or and anything you don't really. see him dealing with the kids either yeah i was about to mm. say it's gonna be a huge part of it 
I did like um, Bart helping Rod and Todd <laughs> yeah, there because yeah. it often... was such a 10-year-old boy. We are helping. We're a team. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, and I want to do this because I find you guys boring. But because Rod and Todd are so sweet, they're like, yay! Yeah, <laughs> they do look at each other, but then they're like, yay! <laughs> I was thinking that we're talking about how Flanders needs more time for his anguish to really kind of, mm-hmm. and his questioning his faith. What we really needed was a father, why have you forsaken me moment? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Great time for that sort of echoing of his religion absolutely and they had time to do it but it was eaten up by so much other nonsense Mm. but anyway um we'll get back to all that but for the moment play count how many times before today have you seen this episode i think only once and a long time ago yeah maybe twice maybe twice yeah i've I've seen it a few times five or six i think yeah yeah quatros yeah, I'd put this about in the 20s. I generally like season 11, and this is a particularly uh, good disc on the collection. So, yeah, I feel like I've seen this a bunch of times, but, yeah, looking at it the critical lens, it's, like, not the great moment that, like, that it should be for the series, like, a character dying. Mm. It's definitely treated really briefly. It's rushed through. Yeah. Um, I really don't like the pacing as a whole. I, I found, really. like, half of the scene end cut transition things were like they were rushed or the music was getting cut off and it was jumping to the next scene a little too quickly or the it wasn't fading enough or was like the um star wipe oh you yeah, know? yeah like, that was i'm great. taking my name off this and then it star wipes to the next scene like it, that worked very well but you're absolutely right it jumped a lot yeah, well, talking about impact and quotable moments over the years, I've definitely said, and star wipe yeah. <laughs> a l- bunch of times. Any other quotable moments that have stuck with you from this episode? I think the, <laughs> mommy has bosoms like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. No that, good long. Ralph line. How would James L- Jones sound saying that? Mommy has bosoms like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Any other? Uh, It's not so much a quotable moment, but it's the sort of semi-quotable mashup that I do uh, regarding it. The sprinkler is gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the past. (laughs) They just bought it. (laughs) These feelings are natural. (laughs) I do find uh, when the uh, NASCAR cars are nearly crashing, I was like... (gasps) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The disappointed not to see bloodshed. So ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did, but I don't think it felt like a classic episode. I think there was Mm. a definite change in tone and overall storytelling style, but it was still very teen tween Simpsons. Yeah, because we know Homer can be Ned's friend when he needs to be. And mm. this is one he of was those being a well-meaning golden retriever dog. Yeah, character. I, I did yeah. like the throwback to when they married those strippers as yeah. well. Yeah. So what strippers? <laughs> What's going on, Marge? We're here for Ned. Yep, <laughs> which we'll be covering on the next two-part special because the Vegas wives have like a two-part turn, story yeah. in the teens as well. Ooh. So look forward to that in a future future. But in terms of integrity and stuff, I think you bring up a good point with Homer because he started out the episode being a little jerk ass and then Marge was like, now Homer. And I felt like, weirdly, he was now returning to more of his original character. Mm. Mm. I don't think it's the characters that stood out to me this this time. It was really sort of the the pacing and... Of the storyline, mm. even, yeah. and how they didn't give any weight to any one of the beats they tried to make. Yeah, you know? a lot of these beats need to feel bigger and yeah. more weighty. And they, they just kind of brushed over they just everything. Skid past, yeah. 
And they and they kind of don't give really a resolution to the episode. It is kind of implied that, you know, Flanders is better now. He's going to find love Everything eventually. Everything's gone back to normal. That's but, what yeah. it was. You know, and like it's like, a, oh, I'm not ready to kind of date yet, but maybe if you're in town again, we'll, we'll catch up. So I guess it's more just, yeah. Well, that's what I kind of found sweet about the end of the episode that, yeah, Ned was acknowledging he still needs time to grief and then... Mm-hmm. It does sort of make it feel, oh, this is permanent. This is changing, yeah. but Ned's going to be all right. I, I Look, I like that part, but one of the characters I do feel, and this is possibly a deliberate choice by the writers, uh, is that Maud was actually yeah. not really on point. I mean, her sweetness towards Flanders was something, but even her open and verbalized dislike of Homer mm. is mm. not like her. You know, she internalized everything. Like you said, Helen Lovejoy was the one that was bitchy and openly catty and pious but only really when it suited her to be superior to others whereas more for the whole thing struck me as genuinely trying to be a very good and polite and wonderful christian woman yeah even to her own detriment even though she obviously was uncomfortable at moments throughout the series she would never verbalize it and there was a couple of things that she said aid watching the poor people down in the yeah. seated area whatever it was yeah and she'd I'd be had more subtle homer simpson as well like to openly say Ugh, i can't take this i'm going yeah and the pacing of that section as well was really off as well because i liked the joke of homer pulling into the pit stop and having them mm. work on his car yeah. that yes. to me was a very yeah. homer thing they then they hard cut and then he's back in the stands immediately. I mean, they do the same thing with Hibbert. Hibbert's up in the stands, then he teleports he's downstairs. Yeah. yeah, and then Maud, like her going to get the hot dogs and coming back was just instantaneous. Like it was a bit sketch showy, like we've yeah. kind of mm-hmm. talked about in the past, where it's just like here's a random assortment of things that happen at a NASCAR race. And well, yeah. I did just think of another joke that I liked though, where some um, homers they're going, "I need a shirt, give me a shirt," and they're like. I guess no, no one way. else wants shirts. <laughs> That's a damn lie and you know it. Yeah. That is definitely a quotable that, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think about that like when I'm at concerts and they're like, oh, no one rocks as hard as Sydney. And That's you a damn do, You do not think I that. I can't <laughs> hear you. Yes, you fucking can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're still on jokes that we should have mentioned, uh, we really should have mentioned, <laughs> Seymour, if you don't care, hang up the phone. I'll hang up when he's dead dead <laughs> i i actually did like the speed dating you know, yeah yeah scene. uh particularly cravapple um crabapple it's crandall crandall particularly mrs k it's kerns you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> because i found her very charming in it you know yeah definitely being so perfect and wonderful and then, oh him mr engaged I, to be yeah. engaged <laughs> I do really like the hard cut uh, when he's on the date with a woman with her dog. He's like, no, we don't like the sounds of that maybe because him's a commitment dog. Yes. And then it, Ned pad- uh, driving away in the paddle boat. But then the paddle boat is in the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Implying he somehow got it all the way back to his house. And I almost like more that there's no like scrape marks on the road behind it or anything. It's just inexplicably there. He's already off it walking to the front door. It's a really oh funny God, cut. Airtime. But another wacky moment, when Homer has the dating video going and he maces for Flanders, that's like an <laughs> yeah. odd bit of staging because, like, where's Homer? Who's filming? Why hasn't Ned acknowledged Bart's the camera? Bart's filming. Homer is outside. Ned hasn't acknowledged the camera because he hasn't seen it yet. But he hasn't... It's like in the shower almost with him it's in certain That's places the shower, where you're like, not the macing. yeah no no but there's other parts of that film where you're like how does ned not see the camera it's yeah. almost like right in his face yeah. or in his 
dick space and he's still just not gonna be like what the fuck are you doing in my house i'm gonna start using that hey get out of my dick space (laughs) well he obviously needs quite a bit of it yeah Yeah. (laughs) not enough room to swing a dick in here uh how about the heart of this episode how did they deal with the heart theoretical only you know what i really like that it was kind of dumb joke but the bit where it's like would you like some white noise to any but he's like oh homie you know and he and just falls yeah. asleep, and he gives him the little kiss yeah, on the head. And the, but then, yeah, like Beach said before, like he, he rolls over and he's like reaching for mm. more. It was quite sad. Sad is still hard. That's yeah. I think that's that's the poignancy of his questioning his face and coping with loth. Well, <laughs> questioning his face and coping with loth. <laughs> is it you tried your best. Is loth that spider <laughs> god? Yeah, loth, demon queen of spiders. Okay, cool. <laughs> questioning his face and fa- face. Damn it! Now you've done it. All right. I'm questioning my own face. <laughs> I actually really liked the last little part with the singer. Yeah. I think that was one of a very genuine and very realistic moment. You Absolutely. know, going like, oh, I lost my wife recently. And she looks genuinely sad yeah. and sorry for him. And very understanding. Like, you, you want to get a coffee? No? Okay, then that's fine. But, yep. you know, I'll be back in town at some point. Maybe she'll be in the next episode going to Praiseland. <gasps> Will she? Yep. But <laughs> I, I, I actually like that. That felt like the first bit of completely unwacky and very normal conversation about what had happened. Yeah. Because the parts with Homer were very sweet. But they were very wacky as well. Homer was mm. being ridiculous. Yeah, he was like, still being the laughter. Yeah. His, yeah. His, his box of like rocks ready to go. <laughs> I didn't like that. Oh, you want a rock fight, do you? <laughs> that was so excellent. And he's got the big one for Flanders like written on it. Like this rock mm. has your name written on it. But his bucket that said war rocks. <laughs> like this is something ready that's to happened go, before. Yeah. But right after that, it's like I just need someone to talk to. And they're just sitting on the swing. And Homer actually looks genuinely like concerned and wanting to help. Like the looks on their face. And yeah, like it was quite sweet of Homer to just like sit and swing and, and listen mm. to his friend. But the whole don't blame yourself thing, I liked that he pointed out, yeah, I'm the one who provoked the lethal barrage of t-shirts and yeah. I'm the one who drove her out of her seat. But I didn't like the yeah, yeah. A- uh, line. I was the one that parked in the ambulance zone yeah. preventing resuscitation. Yeah. I thought that was just too dark, especially for that moment. It was too dark. It was too jerky and not necessary because as soon as she falls down, Hibbert just goes, my God, she's dead. There's no yeah. indication there was a chance. No. What do you guys think of Homer's excuse for bending over? Ooh, a bobby pin. I never remembered it being so flippant. Like, yeah. I thought it was, thought it was at least a penny, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's got no use for it. That's exactly. it. Pick locks, duh. It's sort of like, to me, it's like the scriptwriters being like, yeah, we're just writing her out. It's, we're not trying to make this realistic. We're just getting this character, snip, snip, snip. Her planet yeah. needs her. Ooh, free mustard. Don't <laughs> have but any left bobby in the house. pins, like... It's one of those things, especially if you live with a woman, you just find them on the ground all the time. <laughs> like, yes, true. Can uh, confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Women shed them, fun fact. <laughs> oh my God, you're wearing a bobby pin, Jordan. I'm wearing like several at the moment. Mm. Your hair's getting so They're long. actually called Robert pins. Uh, I prefer <laughs> luxurious <laughs> Robert pins. Nice. But yeah, so it was a shame in that poignant moment where Homer undercut it. And I guess that's kind of the metaphor for the episode, isn't it? Well, I felt like they just kept doing joke on joke at her funeral as well yeah and like they were funny but at the same time she wasn't just a throwaway character and i have a personal problem with their funeral jokes like even frank grimes his funeral that was you know change the channel marge you know and everyone laughs at homer Mm -hmm. i'm like oh but you know it's actually a bit sad in that point that's the point of that joke whereas here it was having a joke in a funeral whereas in the frank grimes ones the fact that 
Homer still isn't taking it seriously is part of that funeral. Also, yeah. they did turn, like part of the massive payoff is a t-shirt um, cannon, yeah. whatever. I like the twenty-one cannon salute. Yeah. But then the, the coffin has all the ads over it, like yeah. See, that's where I didn't like it. That's where I stopped liking the joke. What I about don't know the why. shirt that said "Letter R.I.P." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I actually didn't mind that one because yeah. of Homer's follow-up going, finally, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you Sorry, jerk. I was going to say, I, I swear, and I think maybe it was just the positioning of Lovejoy, but I swear there was one shot where it looks like there's two wreaths on either side of her yeah. coffin and it looks like a car, like yeah, a yeah. NASCAR. Oh. And I'm like, is that supposed to look like that? It Can't probably tell. is. So would you watch this episode again? Hmm. Interesting, because I didn't dislike it, but I feel like I don't have anything else to get from it. Yeah. So I'm not going to avoid it, but I don't think, I'm definitely not seeking to seek it out. I I feel like I know everything from this episode now. There's if it's no, on, there's maybe? nothing more to mine. Yeah, if it's on, hangover test. Yeah, hangover test is fine. All right. Yeah, I'd probably watch it again, but it's never going to be. Yeah, you know, not seeking it out exactly. Yeah. How about you, Danny? One of these ones that I almost want to spend more time looking at rewriting because to me, I'm yeah. not satisfied with it, and I think yep. that with a bit of sitting down and shooting around, we could probably do a lot with this episode. Like, it is a powerful thing that they just haven't chosen to be powerful with. Mm. I really thought the notable part was the funeral speech where he was like, she may not have been an important side character to the Simpsons episodes, but she was a side character nonetheless, and now she's been written out. There was this big sort of meta fourth wall thing going on there that they only used as like the the voice gags. Mm. Check out all these characters with wacky voices. That she didn't have, yeah. That she didn't have. But it felt like that could have been a good point for them to sort of make a poignant sort of look at how cast members come and cast members go. And sometimes this shit has to be echoed in the thing. Like when Edna gets written out later. I was going to say, I think the episode where Beatrice Simmons dies has a lot more weight to it for Grandpa's grief mm-hmm. and him being Definitely. alone. And that's a character we've had for one episode. So to give a character that's been around since the beginning, effectively, have no real sense of loss of that character. Yeah, she was a background, but even so, you can drill that home emotionally. Yeah, which is what I felt and why I think Praiseland is the part two to this episode, because they do deal with mm. her absence a lot more in that episode. Yeah. But, you know, we might watch it again. What episode playlist are we going to put it in? People dying, so Beatrice, Grimesy. Yeah. Car racing. Mm, yeah, I was about to say, there's Monster been a couple trucks. of NASCAR. Flanders-centric episodes. Yeah. Helping Ned uh, go to Vegas. Yep. You're looking for a Simpsons playlist? Well, your question has been flancered. <laughs> Ned, Ned Flanson, I was going to bring that up nicely done <laughs> that was so good like it's so dumb Edna dating episodes because yeah, I like yeah. her I like her kind of and, uh, story as well yeah the bit where she dates Sideshow Bob briefly you yeah. only get one mm, shot with Edna King. <laughs> so the guest stars for this episode, and this also ties into the musical moments, Sean Colvin played Rachel Jordan yeah I did want to ask uh, Jordan are you any relation <laughs> yes, because that's how it works. The line of succession, you put your surname as your first name for the newborn. I know. <laughs> surname of the, char- the character you played. Yes. Exactly, <laughs> that's correct. So yes, she is my great aunt. Well, so there we go. BT, any final notes? Marge is like, oh, is that the bass player from Satanica? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I like that Marge was like, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she, she knows her Satan metal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I like when Homer's like... You never know when it's all going to be over. We're just going to have to say I love you and make them feel special every single time. God, this is taking forever. How about just a quick pat on the butt? <laughs> it was a bit jerky, but it was also cute jerky. Yeah, I think it's a, a good explanation of why people don't do it and why they pat each other's butts. <laughs> Claire, any other notes? 
Oh, not really. I did like that it was Lisa that was helping out with the video editing. It was a yep. very Lisa thing to do. And I liked that she had a little My First Video Editor uh, <laughs> set up yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it just occurs to me that that was sort of, besides the whole hiking trail thing, that was really her only presence in the, mm. this episode. They had a horrible thing that they do in more recent episodes, which is they yeah. have the whole Simpsons family, baby included, in every scene and it doesn't work. It usually doesn't make sense. And it just makes everything very crowded. Whereas this one, it's good. They essentially gave a backseat to her and even to Marge a little bit. She was only there in and out. Did you like her new red sweater? Oh, yeah. That's her hiking sweater. Mm. Got, it's her alternate outfit. She held B when she pressed start. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her lippy and her little funeral outfit. It was very classy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Is that why she realized, wait... I don't need another T-shirt because she's got a sweater on. She's yeah. already oh, got multiple actually, shirts. that is a joke that I like. Like, I do, I do. Wait, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And that sums up every sort of, who wants free shit? Like, I, I totally do. No, I don't, though. I don't. I'm going to get more tchotchkes. Yeah. It says everything wrong with Easter show bags. Yes, <laughs> I want to buy them and I buy them and I go, what the fuck is this crap? Why do I have this Great, in my house? now I've got two meter square of plastic and, you know. Six <laughs> different fucking backpacks or something. <laughs> yeah. Cheap shitty logo backpack mm-hmm. another key chain god damn it <laughs> so in special guest did you mention frank welker oh uh, yes the voice of every animal ever i think of the squirrels fighting and possibly the parrots yeah uh what do you guys think of the parrot bitch show us your probes show us your probes right. you do what he says marge i could have done without that line yeah, no. but i yeah. like that the parrots have heard so she boobs so many times they've yep. absorbed it secret theme parrots Mm. We I had have, parrots ooh. in the last episode. I would have preferred him nervously lifting his shirt and she like slaps his hands down. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Much better. Wait, what, would, what did the first parrot say? Start your engine. Ha ha. Yeah. See, I like oh, that yeah. part. Ha. I like that part. And then the boob sting was a bit... Mm. Yeah. yeah, way too over the top. Um, was that all your notes? Yeah. Danny, do you have any other notes? I think the only big thing that I want to at least say out loud and see how it sounds when I'm doing it. Yes. What I'd like to at least consider the idea of is what if we cut everything before Marge's death entirely? <laughs> what? Maud's death. Okay. And change um, it to Marge. <laughs> change it to Marge. Wow. No. No. Okay, um, well, so episode starts and she's just falling? No, episode... <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, well, I don't even like her falling at the NASCAR races as a death. I mm. think that's a really trite way to write a character. I mentioned before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what if it starts and she's just dead? She's had a heart attack. She's had an aneurysm. Nah. Like, and then it's all about coping with loss. It doesn't matter how you write a character out. Whatever you're going to do, here she is, there she's gone. Then the whole focus of the episode is Flanders trying to come to terms with that, everyone else trying to cheer him up. And then nah. like, it sounds like it'd be really bleak, but then you'd have all these other characters trying to make it not bleak. I feel like you do need something to get you to that point. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. very easy to go like, oh, she was in a car accident. She died. Like That would feel lazier. I think yeah, it, I think that would feel too lazy. I think like Bleeding Gums Murphy or something like that, where he's in hospital and you think he's going to be fine, but then you find out he's not. Yeah. But you need so, something around. Like, I don't think you can just kill him. Actually, yeah. If it starts out and Maud's just sick and then she's in the hospital and then she's dead. then you yeah. can wow. have some, don't worry, Bleak. kids. God's going to let your mother going to die. Yeah. yeah. God was good. Let a mother die ever. It might be a little too heavy though. Yeah. See, that's what I think. We're all been talking about how it needs to have a bit more emotion to it. But it is still comedy. It's still, yeah, exactly. And it's not designed to deal with really heavy themes. Mm. It's not the platform for it. So. Yeah. Look, I think I agree with that. Um, <laughs> second pitch then. 
<laughs> uh, she slowly gets sick. Act two probably opens up. D- daylight rises, and he wakes up in bed, and she's just dead next to him. And he's he, he's like <laughs> shaking her, and she won't wake up. And he's on his knees, and there's tears just everywhere, and he's crying. And this crying. is a different show. And then, yeah. and then, are you okay, buddy? Then the walls of the bedroom lift away, and there's a live studio audience <laughs> <laughs> laughing and laughing. And You're on Fox's latest show. So you thought your spouse or significant other is dead? Oh, so she's not dead? No, she is. <laughs> Jordan, uh, Jordan, 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 Jordan. Are you Danny's okay, Daniel? You either need more or like, less alcohol. I feel like this sort of conversation is where you have to have that, like, are you okay day? Like, yeah. yeah. Do you have any other notes, Jordan? Yeah, I did like the line, put your knees together. for. Get like, down and put your knees together. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, That's a pure joke. The uh, Also, Marge is so fucking... More like a pure joke. Marge is so fucking cute. I guess I'm about as excited as a baked potato. Sure you are, Ned. <laughs> like, God. Just like, many other great qualities potatoes. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the sign at the start with the outdoor sex by permit only. Yeah. <laughs> did really like that too. Uh, and last one, uh, little John Zane in the corner. Uh, the Sabbath. John Zane in the corner! Yeah, I thought I was trying to get away before that. Um, Never. They, escape. They talk about we will the, hunt you down with it. They talk about <laughs> the Sabbath, but they're going to church on a Sunday, but the Sabbath is actually a Saturday. A pox on thee. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you like going to hell. <laughs> actually, I do like that um, I do like that joke. I toileth not on ye Sabbath woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's Christian when it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now it's time for Ellie Turner's quick fire notes. Quick From T-shirts. <laughs> oh, shit, you shot Maud. Maud fired of- <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that, so we don't actually see her death. She sort of just falls behind the grandstands. Then we see her body. So the end credits song gives mm-hmm. you a bit more detail that she actually landed on her head. Well, well, oh, yeah. Credit song. I did not like the end credits song. It seemed like a needless way for the band to like, it was one of those like, and now Ned gets on with his life or whatever it was. Yeah. And like, we were, we get it. We get it. I felt it actually undercut the... the weakness of the last scene. Yeah. Of the actual song scene. Because like, it drags on a little bit of long, but you really feel like you needed every one of those lyrics for Ned to be come back yeah. and be Ned again. Quick fire. <laughs> Hibbert gets a shirt of a Ford urinating on a oh, Chev. Yeah. What'd you think of that joke? <laughs> yeah. I do like Don't the- you usually laugh at everything? Yes. Yes, I usually do. A <laughs> little bit of self-knowing winking there. I feel that you could probably have bought that shirt at a NASCAR somewhere. Definitely. Yeah. Look, I actually didn't mind that joke. And as far as the shitting on the kind of people that go to NASCAR, I yeah. found that a much more subtle and much funnier joke yeah. than the, look at these brother and sister hillbillies. Yeah. Making are, out in the front row. Exactly. Yeah. There's my parents. Ooh. But with the cake making it rest in pee. Classic, classic little bot. Yeah. Why is there a cake at a fucking funeral? Is that normal? The yeah. cake of a rest in yeah. coffee and cake. Usually, it doesn't the, say rest in peace yeah. or like black, really? but yeah. or like put a gravestone on it or something. Yeah. Skull. That's not. That is weird, right? No. I, I, I think. Yeah, I think you would have cake. I think you would cake because people have coffee and cake, but it would just be undecorated. Yeah, a gravestone yeah. cake seems a little tasteless. I have one of mine. <laughs> In Homer's little dating video for Ned Flanders, don't go with the ordinary schmoes. What are you doing, Homer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a shitty editor joke, but I did like that they left that in. Mm-hmm. So when Ned's playing Scrabble with himself, he actually put down Flancet as one of his Scrabble yeah. words. That would have been a fucking top scoring word. You got an F in there and a W? I didn't even get it in there, actually, because you would have had the to. W have... in Flancer? Flancerd. 
Oh, S W E R E D. Yeah. Don't you know how to spell flancid? I was I was surprised that he said he put the words horny in there. That was yeah. a very unflanders word. Yeah, yeah, it said forever, and then horny was the wow. down. Homer telling about mod dating in heaven. <laughs> She'll hook up with John Wayne and Tupac Shakur and um, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes is a character. Who he sure he is. is. That was funny. Yeah, I like the Lindsay Nagel dating scene as well, and that she got a yeah. like an ankle taped fax machine. <laughs> and it transfers from the tape to the date. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh damn, I've been indicted. How's <laughs> your July? Mine's terrible. We'll talk in August. <laughs> And my final note is when Flanders is praying and all of that church chocolate that I bought. Which, <laughs> by the way, was gritty and had that white stuff on it. Oh, my God. Mm. Have you guys ever eaten chocolate like yep. that? Yes. yes. What is that white stuff? I think it's all the fat like leaching out or something. Yeah, it? it's yeah. from when it's melted and re yeah. reformed. Condensed disappointment. Condensed milk. <laughs> so the chocolate is not flavorful anymore, and the fat is disgusting. Yeah, mm. uh, milk man, it's buttery, milky, milky butter. No, you have to like you have to reform the chocolate, chocolate in your own anyway. mouth. Yeah, you got to retemper it. Best part <laughs> of the chocolate. All right, I think that's it. It is time to rank this thing. Mm. BT, kick it off. BT, do it, man. Bronze. Bronze. Look, it's got some laughs. It's not so meaningless and ambling into nothing that it deserves to be participant. It's not bad enough to deserve a failure. I was thinking when we went into it, I might end up silvering it. But then after watching it and noting it and talking about it, the guts say I can't go above a bronze. It's so it's could definitely be better, but it does have its laughs and it does have its impact. It just could have been better. Fair enough. Claire? Um, I was going to rank it higher knowing what episode it was. And then when I watched it, it really mm-hmm. dropped down for me. So it's a bronze for me as well. All right. Fair enough. Danny? Bronze for me as well. Thanks. Um, no, that's all from you. Same again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, are you also having a chicken burger and chips? I mean, what's your rank? <laughs> I'd love a chicken burger and chips. Thanks, thanks. buddy. Yeah. So thanks, Elliot. Well, uh, we'll finish up. You go now. <laughs> Get ahead of the queue. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to give him more of a bronze, but I'm not in love with it. So... Would you yeah. see it again? Yeah, I would. I would Call definitely it sometime. Wa- I would watch it again. I would probably, you know what? I probably would watch it with Praise Land, like straight after. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. It's just it's, so that's a bronze for yeah, you as so well. I'll give it a bronze. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm bucking the trend and giving it a silver. I actually wanted to give it a gold, but the episode is just littered with story problems. It's littered with pacing problems. I like a lot of the jokes. Even doing my quick fire notes, then I'm like, wow, that's some excellent material that I know I've quoted throughout the years. And yeah, I'm as exciting as a baked potato may enter my lexicon <laughs> now. But yeah, I think even silver's being generous with it. All right, so overall, this will be a shiny bronze all round. This will join such episodes as Simpson Tide, which we reviewed a little while ago. Simpson Tide Pod. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Speaking of which, any listeners out there, please, please don't eat Tide Pods. What's wrong we need with you all people? all the listeners we can get. Yeah, we, we do. Love each don't and every die, one of you. even if you're stupid enough to think it's a good idea. Please don't die. But, you know, also. Everyone else on the internet's doing it, so... <laughs> Elliot, <What>? drop. <laughs> drop it. This will also be joining uh, 30 Minutes Over to Tokyo, where they go to Japan, mm. Beyond Blonderdome, the Mel Gibson episode, Homer of Seville, when he becomes an opera singer, The Book Job with Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Shiny Bronze is actually a pretty good ca- category, but of not great, but is good too episode. late for us to knock that book job down a peg? Book job is excellent. That is way too low. <laughs> That should be higher. 
is good. We might have to it's do another. Great. We'll re-index it and oh. see if it stands the test of round like two. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right, well that'll do it for the teens episode for the evening. And now for the next episode, our HD, we're going to the Great Fatsby. I have a feeling I'll hate it. Sounds like it's going to be garbage. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched the HD episode for the evening, and our final review for episode 69. (laughs) And we just watched season 28, episode 12, The Great Fatsby Part 1. It was first released in January of last year, and it was written by Dan Greeney. So in this episode, Mr. Burns throws a big soiree and it was a big disappointment. And Much like this episode. <laughs> so he was looking for something to pick him up and he saw a mansion across the way that was having a party hosted by JG, who then befriends Mr. Burns, but then betrays him. <gasps> Guys, The Great Fatsby Part 1, what did you think? I mean, much like Who Shot Mr. Burns, it's hard to judge a part one because I don't know how the landing goes. So I'm going to go again based on how intrigued I am and how much do I want to see the next part. It does kind of bug me that there's no obvious illusion that this is a part one uh, when watching it. Well, they did bill this episode as an hour-long episode, but I think the fact that each episode has a different director, it's also listed in their episode numbers as episode 12 and episode 13. And where is this bill? Show me this bill. (laughs) If they have a different director, wouldn't you sort of be treating them as two different things? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it means that you won't have the same... It won't be be a cohesive feeling sequel. Yeah, I mean, this one's written by Dan Greeney, and the next one is by Dan Greeney and Matt Selman, so... Let's hope Matt Selman makes the laugh laugh. (laughs) But, you know, just jumping ahead to the play count question, has anyone seen this at all before tonight? No. No. Nient. Well, just as a part one and as something to sort of entice you for the next part, are you excited to see the conclusion of The Great Fatsby? No. (laughs) I quite like a return to power, a struggle from the bottom. Like, now he's an underdog. I like underdog tales, you know? It's also a good setup for a revenge story, you know? Kill Bill style. Mm. Let's get my bloody revenge on JG, who is... A lazily named character. Yeah. I mean, he has done it before, like, with That's the, the thing. recycling plan. He really everything. let it get to him this time. It's not... The, it is by no means the first time he's lost all his riches. No. And, and it almost felt like he'd already lost his riches at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, because he'd already lost something. He'd lost his, you know, uh, the, bravado, the, the yeah. ability to throw fabulous parties. And so he'd already kind of started on the back foot to then go through this process to make him broke so he has to lose again. And the other thing is, like... I mean, I get that he still had the money and the whole point was to make him look miserly. But the fact that he wanted to have a party at all and then was really cheap about it, Mm. like, it just didn't quite make sense. It almost seemed like he couldn't afford to have parties. Because the reason was, it's like, I don't know how to spend yeah. Money. And I'm like, come on, man. You live yeah. in a fucking mansion. Well, yeah. and I even had that flashback where they showed him like just playing golf with diamonds and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think it should have, could have been 
he talks about how he was known for his parties, but he threw parties in like the depression when no one had any money. And so he was good at making parties from like no money or at Ooh. someone else's cost or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been acceptable if the joke was he invited all the old entertainers and stuff and they're yeah. all fucking yeah. withering and dying. And I thought they yeah. were doing that for a second because they walk in, there's a band on stage, it's like yeah. two old guys. Yeah. 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 They were really suggesting that he was out of touch with who to, who to invite. The thing is, I mean, like when Mr. Burns's son came back for that episode and you know they went they were attending parties he was attending yeah. high class yeah. parties and he was an old guy like it's I, not like I he doesn't what, know what, what they we are. really needed was a couple of scenes of him like having a list of these are the things i need to buy to make a good party and then he looks at the yeah. first one he's like maybe i can cheap out and get costco yeah. brand and then he looks at the second thing he's like mm, maybe i can cheap out oh i don't want to spend money on that yeah it was maybe- totally missing that scene for better or worse what joke stood out to you because takes kick us off i'm gonna go with a good one so that uh because i feel like other people are gonna attack this one i like that mo has a xerox suit <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was a pretty funny joke the way you ripped and, it off uh, then but but but, but. All right in the joke i swear to god he says i bought a suit i xeroxed it yeah. and i returned a xerox suit so he also returned a fake no, suit i think he said i returned the suit that's right yeah. i'm wearing a xerox suit he just kind of oh, okay. maybe he says and then i bought a copy <laughs> I, I wore the coffee. Oh, right. I think. I mean, uh, the other one I want to bring up real quick was when they're in the fancy area and they're like, oh, you know, we're, they call mansions cottages and where drinking on a boat means sailing. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't bad. So, yeah, I kind of forgot part of the way through that they'd actually gone to the Hamptons to have this soiree. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like it didn't make that very obvious. So it was that bus trip through like Left Hampton, Northampton, oh, Hampshire, yeah. East Hampshire. Lame. Uh, Jordan, for better or worse, what's a joke that stood out to you? I'm going to point it out because no one else at this table will have got it. Mr. Burns. Guaranteed. No, it's nothing about your intelligence. It's just none of you care about sport. It's about your intelligence. Um, Your sport intelligence. Mr. Burns buys a basketball lesson with Charles Barkley. Yep. He's shooting from the free throw line. And he hits like two meters in front of him. It's like watching a tiny child throw a beach ball. Yeah. And Charles Barkley says, hmm, still, still better, better than, than Shaq. Shaq. And Shaq was known for his notoriously bad free throw shooting percentage. There was an entire strategy called Hacker Shaq, where they would all the team would just commit personal fouls on Shaq off the ball so that he would have to take free throws because they knew that he would miss <laughs> the majority of them and they could just get the ball back and then like go and score two points. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Charles Barkley's one line in this episode was about another player. Yes. <laughs> was an insult at Shaq. Yeah. Great use of Charles Barkley. Well, Charles yeah. Barkley and, and Shaq are both on like Sports Tonight or ESPN or something. Like they both host. They've given each other a bit of a ribbing. That's why he changed his name to Niles Barkley. That's exactly how that worked. Claire, for better or worse, what's a joke that stood out to you? I'm going to go for the worse here. So a Homer and that goose duck thing, right? Yeah, the golden goose. So the first time he says it, he feeds him something and the goose swallows it. And he goes, oh, he eats just like me without swallowing. Yeah. yeah. What? This was a, a less eloquent version of the Frank Grimes joke, you know. He eats he like eats a pig. He eats more like a duck, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, pigs but tend I think he chew. meant without chewing, yeah. Exactly. He said without, without swallowing. Chewing, without swallowing. How, how, does, how does that get written down on a piece of paper? The voice actor reads it out and nobody picks up that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> he's yeah. swallowing it as the joke is being made it really bothered me yeah yeah no i totally get that wait without swallowing yeah. that's what he said he, he said without, without swallowing. swallowing he doesn't say without chewing, chewing. he says he without, says without swallowing. swallowing oh i didn't 
Oh. But what, what's even worse, though, is if they, even if they got the line right, he say, has the, oh, yeah, he's just like I do, but then he just tells you again. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Without swallowing. They did that a few times, actually, explaining the joke. Like, when he, Mr. Burns says, well, I don't want that cheap bag, Dice. Go yeah. get ice from Canada or whatever. And he goes, you want me to trek through the woods, risking my life, mm. doing all this, and blah, 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 blah. It would be an honor. Like... Would you like me to pack it in cedar or Spanish pine wood? Oh, it doesn't matter. Ice is ice. Ugh, it dragged out for so long. Yeah. It really did. <laughs> that is my biggest note here is uh, two lines to say lag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of more what it felt like. It was a part one that they were padding out so that they could fill out an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, do you have a joke for better or worse that stood out to you? I really liked watching Burnsy rip his shirt off. Actually, I think... <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I know. I... As a joke that stood out was Burns going through the band and snatching everyone's instrument to mm. like. I mean, it's sort of a, a tr- cliche. Like the guy's having fun and he dances through the party and he picks up the trumpet and everyone laughs. And I actually mostly liked the excess montage. Yeah, mm. yeah. As a as a montage as a whole, I just watching him like snatch everyone's instrument, play a few notes, throw it down, and snatch someone else's instrument. Yeah. I don't know. It landed funny for me, I think. Especially because he only plays like three notes on each and then yeah. hands it back yeah. and gets the next one. He does it to eight He's different a instruments. That's all he needs to yeah. play. Then again, I preferred that excess montage to the later one. Yeah, the modern day just, one. It just dragged yeah. so much yeah, for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'll say that's the joke that stood out to me, yeah, is the Monty Burns' credit card swiping montage. There just really wasn't anything good from that. Um, yeah, it just kept going. Uh, like like margin window shopping. It just kept going and going. Uh, the, more the and more scenes. I, the only thing I didn't mind about the Monty Burns ones was the wearing the full fur outfit to watch the boxing, taking all that off, turning around yeah. into their like spats to watch the horse racing. Yeah, like, but it was like a, I don't know, a 10 frame bit that yeah. they dragged out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boxing went on for about 10 seconds of its own. It's which easy is like, to make an hour long episode if you just drag yeah. every oh, joke yeah. out oh, yeah. until it's If dead. you drag every joke out, Claire, maybe you should explain that a bit to me more. Well, you see, B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. So it's not so easy then. <laughs> and in that moment as well, they did a callback to Homer and the goose swallowing pretzels whole and that was shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and around that time, they had a really lazy joke of Dr. Dre's without borders. Yeah, that was terrible. So I liked it. That... Really? I, I, See, I didn't it mind it. They like didn't they're... call attention to it. Yeah, At exactly. Least. I don't know, man. Like, It feels like they're just cramming in... Here's a black guy's name. We're throwing... Yeah. How much black can we throw in this, did you know? It, actually, did anyone else get bothered by the fact that this other rich, successful guy that's throwing these amazing parties started off as some kid on the streets that was jacking, like, camper vans or something like Caught that? Caught courtesy like, shuttles. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why did he have to be, like, a criminal jacking as well? Vans. Like, yeah. I He feel could have been a poor kid on the street. Exactly. Working his guts out and getting nowhere, and he found a copy of his book on the bus. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, oh, you put a black guy in, you gave him a couple of lines, and guess what? He used to be a criminal. Mm-hmm. Thanks, and, Simpson. And that's what I don't like about the story of this episode, that it feels like it was written by like two white guys removed over really a rap does. story. Like, really does. Also, um, why did he have to be a hip-hop mogul at all? Like, Why couldn't he have just been a businessman? Like, so he could write the rap diss track I, at the end. I know. And that's why I think, like, obviously, because they had to have him rap at the end. I'm like, Maybe they came up with a rap first and then tried to build Retroactively. A, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I actually didn't mind it because I think, you know, that 
stereotype is, you know, the rap world, the music world, the entertainment world is full of these lavish, unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. spend just, all your fucking money, get a, like, stretch hummer kind of parties. Yeah, and just to cut in quickly, um, it's more in act two, uh, in part two, but they do a bit of an empire sort of story here. Um, right. So that's where that's sort of all inspired from. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as he said, as Homer said at the very start, blah, 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 to a hip hop empire, I was like, mm, I don't think this is going to go very well. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was very uncomfortably white. And especially JG's diss track at the end when he's taken all of Mr. Burns' money, that was just. I don't know. And and this is the other thing. Like, the whole credit card thing. Is Mr. Burns that dumb? Like Mr. Burns that poor? Yeah. He did spend $10 million. He's been shown to have largely unlimited resources. Yeah. He's also been shown to have largely limited resources. Mm. 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 I thought the implication was that he's just like, here, this is how you spend money. I'm giving you a card attached to my account. That's what I kind of thought, yeah. And, Mm. like... You know, it's not like Mr. Burns goes to his bank and signs up for a credit card. Like, this is from this guy's bank and this card that he's never even heard of before. And he's just like, this is how you spend money. I will show you how. As in, I will pay for it. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Burns gets the bill and then he ignores the bill. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and that he has a posse like two seconds earlier so Homer can come in and give the bad news. And then the very next scene is the one where he gets uh, rejected from something. Like, Why does he get the bad news in this scene, cut to the next scene, and then he's surprised that he hasn't got the money? Yeah. Also, why, like, they could have just swapped the pacing. Say, oh, he went to pay for something, right? Again, this felt like another throwback to the old, you know, fill up the gas in my auto gyro sort of... The yeah. petroleum distillate. Thank you, that one. And it's like they're rehashing jokes and doing them worse. Like they're retroactively trying to ruin their own show. But he pulls up. He gets declined. He could have gone home and Homer could have been like, well, maybe all these bills that you're getting that you're not paying any attention to could be part of the problem here. Like, why didn't anyone tell me, you know? I could understand that. That makes sense. He didn't know it was going to his account. Therefore, he could happily ignore the papers that are coming in. Fine. that, That works. But finding out... You're getting these bills for this credit card. You know how much you've spent because you're the one spending it. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem, right? Because he says, oh, I've never had one of these like new fancy credit, credit card cards. Things. Like I feel like he, I feel like Mr. Burns is the kind of person that knows exactly how much money he has at any one time because he only pays in like cash or check. Yeah. And then he's got this thing where it's, he becomes blinded to how much he's spending, which happens yeah. all the fucking time oh, in yeah. real life with heaps of people with credit cards. Like you just, you go, yeah, yeah, I just put it on the card. And then you're like, oh shit, how did I spend 28 hundred dollars on stuff also i i'm just thinking about it i don't know why he didn't like lose all the money throwing the next soiree like why wasn't the whole party thing brought back like i don't know just wasted opportunity to me but ultimately guys did this feel like an episode of the simpsons no yes Um, (laughs) i didn't like it it felt like a bad episode of the simpsons i don't know mr burns was not on point he was too stupid even for burns and smithers was all over the place as well (laughs) like all over canada (laughs) i did did like his sea story his was really good yeah Yeah. like when he looks up and sees the majestic moose and has a moment like he's being shot at by arrows and just like Oh, is that beautiful? It looks a little bit further bear. up. There's a bear and it kind of swings down and kicks the moose. <laughs> <laughs> and in the next scene, he's just wearing a dead moose carcass. Yeah. You know, he fought. He yeah. fought one. And, and a lot of it was implied. A lot yeah. of his story was behind the scenes. Yeah, which great. made the phone bit disappointing to me because that was another drag out joke. Yeah, simple. yeah it would have been funnier without 
that. Also, yeah. also um, the fact that JG has obviously someone watching him, filming him, because there's a film part of him in the diss track. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's an artist rendering. Yeah, maybe. I already thought of a better phone joke. Sorry. Yeah, yeah so, me too. You go. All right. My one is Mr. Burns calls him and you see the phone ring and then you zoom out and it's inside like the mouth of a bear or something. And Mr. Nice. Smith is oh. trying to like nice. pull his you know yeah. jacket out of his mouth or something like that. And then just cut. Like leave it at that. He's not answering his phone. He's fighting with a bear. Yep. He might die. Yours? The phone rings. Close cut on the phone, pulls back. It's in the mouth of two bears. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is They're tough. making out. <laughs> Smithers is tied up in the corner. Damn, yep. She wins again. But yeah, so integrity-wise as well, like I think character-wise, I think the only thing I've got a problem with is Mr. Burns because of how stupid he is. Uh, excuse me, Lisa choosing the horse over the hippies? Yeah. No, hang on, hang on. Let's not even... I'm, I'm even ready to get about angry about that. Don't that yeah, was, do you think yeah. that was an off moment for Lisa? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, but I also think it was worth seeing because I like watching people fail. Yeah. <laughs> I think even in, in Lisa's Pony, like that's a real moral choice because there's no downside that she can see to having the pony. There's only then that when she learns that her dad is like yeah. killing himself to do this for her that she's like, oh, no, 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 I can't well, do it. Well, that's the thing. She's already made an incredibly difficult moral choice regarding a horse. This is what I mean where they keep rehashing the yeah. same ideas. Yeah. The whole protest is stupid anyway because they say combing is murder. Like they could have had it Anything yeah. they could have yeah, had a polo. That wasn't funny. They yeah, could have absolutely. had horse racing. They could have anything that was actually cruel to horses. And instead the worst of part them. is, like, she's combing the horse, and it's got this like little happy smile on its face, and like, hey, <sighs> do you like it when you get combed? Yeah, I know, but if the whole <laughs> argument is that the horse is like uncomfortable, yeah. in any way, I don't know. Well, look, they're trying the to so maybe get us excited for Act Two. I mean, the story isn't resolved; it's left open. You know, she changed the rich douchebag into being a hippie. I assume this was over. I, yeah. I assume that B story was done. Oh, maybe I don't know. Let, let's find out in part two. No, 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 Elliot, it's over because it would be terrible and utterly stupid to bring it back again. <laughs> Sorry, Claire, what did you want to say? Firstly, was anyone else super disconcerted by the really deep voice yeah, of that ten-year-old boy? He was an adult. Yeah, yeah. HD was... Simpsons do this a lot, and especially when they get guest voice actors. Like they've had Patton Oswalt and like Daniel Radcliffe being yeah. voices of kids, and yeah, it is unsettling having the deep voices coming out of the little kid, especially when. They're clearly trying to have some sort of romantic relationship with Lisa um, mm, or yeah, in any sense creepy. of what. It's weird. It's really, really weird. And I really hated the entire pacing of this. She yells at it, uh, it, him. He comes out, makes a clumsy attempt to ask her out. And then all of a sudden Bart's like, oh, Lisa's got a boyfriend. Yeah, and Winch. that whole time during that whole confrontation, Marge was in the ice cream store and she did nothing. Yes. <laughs> and then she goes on maybe one to whale watching and it's like I thought you'd changed I thought you'd changed why? From Since what when? to what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time you've been out with him. And and then the whale goes, oh, snap. The yeah. whale fucking made whale yeah, sounds yeah. and the subtitle says, oh, snap. How fucking lazy a joke is that? And then, again, cut forward. He's been on one date with her and then for some reason he changes his whole entire life. Yeah, yeah. They could have justified that by going, my whole life I've been able to get anything I want and now you're the first thing I can't have. Mm. That's classic. what's driving. It's, it's at least a motive. It's not yeah. great, but it'll do. Yeah, the most unsatisfying thing to me about this story is that at the end conclusion, you don't know actually if they're going to put it into part two, if this mm. is going to play in more. She found out that the horses that she's combing are actually going to a gourmet butcher, you know? Yeah, there's gourmet? 
glue and jello if anything, mate. <laughs> but ultimately, would you watch this episode again? I do not feel that I would. I really like the aesthetic they did, like the New Orleansy thing and all the sort of like the the, 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 the jazz festival. Not not the God, they they went in and everyone was black and he's like, Oh, it's a white party. Uh, well, that used to mean something white. different yeah. in my day. And yeah. then, please don't. And then yeah, really we fucking... interpreted differently and like hitting on that point like three times. It's gross, man. It's like making these cheap racist jokes and being like, Oh, our character is an old white guy, we can get away with it. Also, Sorry, let's just finish the round of questioning. Would you watch it again? No. Nope. Nope. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to say was I really dislike these kind of jokes in The Simpsons because, let's face it, they don't have a great history of female characters and they no. don't have a great history of any people of color characters, right? So when they make these like, oh, look at these black people kind of jokes, it's like, guys, no. You're not helping like, yourselves. You're really not helping no. yourselves. You're not helping your audience stand behind you. Especially when this was made in 2017. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone should know better by now. Like, yeah. we, we all are very aware of, like, the Apu issue and things yeah. like that. But this is, like, a new but character. But this is a new episode. Yeah. They're ch- obviously trying to diversify their skin tones. I was, I was just going to say as well, though, I, I did like the joke where, like, where the security come... And they've all got white guns as well. Yeah, <laughs> that oh, really? was quite cool. Yeah. Oh, actually, in that scene, I didn't mind as well. Nobody knows who he is. He doesn't exist, man. Oh, he's right upstairs in his <laughs> office. Yeah, 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 I did like that joke. That wasn't bad, but yeah, look, to have this new black character as well, and just to call him JG is so lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he yeah. just should have had a regular ass name. Tony. Yeah. Braxton. That uh, that don't work on a marquee. <laughs> it, it almost feels like one of those like slander type things. Like, I mean, if you were Jay Z watching this, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Well, uh, like, <laughs> having said that, though, there is the shop that they do go into is Sean Cartier, which is Jay Z's uh, real name is Sean yeah. Carter. Did so. he just say like, "No, I don't want to be on The Simpsons," and they were like, "You know what? We're going to make an episode about you being a complete dickhead." You may not want to be on The Simpsons, but that doesn't mean you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, you know, there's lots of other things you can throw shade at Jay-Z for, you know? Like, he's a lazy rhymer, and all he does is list high-end products in his songs, and then he makes money somehow. Ciroc. And then goes back to banging Beyonce. Or, or other women. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boom, we got you, Jay-Z. Yeah, that's our diss track. <laughs> what are some things that you'd like to change in this episode? Can I start off with you, Jordan? I think I would, one, I, I would just get rid of that weird non-sequitur Wiggum bit like hey if you guys want to like uh, yeah. talk, take drugs or talk about drugs pretend I'm not a cop you know I really want to try them and yeah it's just um, I would get rid of the Flanders <laughs> bit as well I would get rid of Flanders bit like oh, oh I know oh. exactly who to tell I you're hated not invited oh, fuck off I hated that because it was another dragged out joke it was unnecessary in its entirety and it mm. wasn't funny Homo going to Flanders just to be like you're not invited to what None of your business. I mean, Flanders didn't even be like, Oakley Doakley. Like, yeah. Well, just fuck off, Homer. Like, yeah, and it only works as a smash cut. And for, you know, if you know all of the Simpsons continuity, is just, it was lame and lazy. Um, what's something you'd change about the episode, Claire? Uh, look, I would take out the Lisa storyline. Out, yep. out of all things, it bugged me the most. I don't mind the storyline you know with marge and lisa and the kids looking around the high-end shops yeah there is so much more they could have done with that than what they did and i feel like a it was a very lazy choice to be like lisa's got another crush yeah and b they just did not pull it off in any sense of the word for me i hated it fair enough shag what would you change about the story man 
Uh, there's lots of big things that we really should change. Yeah. I think the whole JG thing really needs to work over. But what stood out to me, at least, if we're going to keep it brief, is the narration Henry? gag. Yeah. Um, I quite thought it was funny that we opened up with, uh, my old man once told me that narration as a plot device was a really cheap and lazy way of writing. Mm. That was really funny. And then Agreed. at the end, oh, um, yeah. when like he's like, oh, so here's more narration, and he's falling down, and he's ripping his shirt open. Oh, there's tears now. And, uh, and it goes on and on and oh, on. And he and tripped it, over a dog. Yeah. Why? Like, A, he should have brought back that it was lazy writing, and B, it shouldn't have gone on and on and on, because then it is lazy writing. It should have yeah. been clever about the it. The joke there wasn't even lazy writing. It's there's nothing sadder than a man who has lost his all, his fortune, can do nothing but stare at it. Oh, oh wait, sadder. now he's sobbing. This is sadder. But they could have just stopped it. Oh, no, now he's crying. Oh, wow, now he's really sobbing. Okay, I, it's, it's, it's Hold on a sec. Yeah. But it's not... <laughs> it didn't need to go into six different yeah. things. No. Yeah. See, when you're wrapping up a part one episode, you want to have this be peak tension. You want yeah. lots of things happening, lots of storylines that are leaving, threads hanging for when that to be continued pops up. You are like, oh, I got to sit around. Like, even if they... Because they did do it as a one-hour episode when they aired it, like, even if they're doing that, yeah, this is the central part of the episode yeah. then. Yeah. Ramp it up. This was a lazy drag of... It was putting you to sleep, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, the whole way through, this episode had meandered, you know? It just mm. had no... I, yeah. interest it happening. made me think about going back to Monty Bur who shot Monty Burns part one yeah. and like all of the different threads like the oh there yeah. are all these people that could have done it and yeah this was like uh there's two threads one's basically done we all know Mr. Burns is gonna get his money back somehow but I don't care how he does it at this stage and yeah. like the B storyline again to go back to the least storyline even though mm. I hate it it does feel finished. Yeah. Like, it's not her even left on the choice. What do I pick? You know, ponies that I love or this boy that I've met twice. Like... Yeah. Who was that other kid, by yeah. the way? Who was that other kid that rocked up with Some two hoverboards? Guy. Yeah, that's what I didn't like as well. There was no introduction to him either. Why does he get... Like, I can like, let you pat ponies. Yeah, like, why He's does he just, come up and be like, hey, I know I got hey. primo VIP pony pattern uh, I know a pony lover when I see her. I think exactly. Like this girl in the cheap dress the, and the, yeah. you know, ancient pearls that are probably molded to her neck at this point. Yeah. Yep. I want to take you out. I reckon he just drives around on a hoverboard looking for like, you know, conflicts to jump in on. Yeah. BT, what's something you'd change out of this episode? Uh, it's already been said, but yeah, just cut that whole B plot. If you're going to flag this as being an hour long episode, have an hour long story to tell me and yeah. don't have so yes. much pointless filler that I would not miss if it was gone forever. As much as I enjoy Lisa's morals finally failing for once for a change, even though that was very obvious they were going to do that because yep. this guy just drops in out of nowhere and is like, Pat Pony's like, well, obviously he's going to do that. Otherwise you would have set up more of a conflict. Well, you know what I would I would even change is that guy like renouncing his fortune and actually having like a really tough life and her having to be like, oh, like I've done you this. can't survive like that. Like, oh, I don't know what I should do. I should just tell him to go back to his old life. Uh, uh, story, yeah. Yeah. A, a rich guy doesn't know how to be poor. Yeah. Sort of. yeah. He rocks up at their hotel room and goes, my parents have kicked me out because yeah. I told them I didn't want to go whale solo VIP watching anymore or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be cruel to animals. And so that would be a cool around. parallel to the Mr. Burns storyline who doesn't know how to be rich anymore. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom, solving it. <laughs> well done, group five. I can't <laughs> drop this mic because it's attached to a stand. <laughs> Please don't waste those. 
The thing I'd change is Gucius, the goose. Oh, yeah. I didn't like anything about uh, Homer falling in love with him story. No. Um, I like the goose in the rap video because it's kind of like awkwardly rapping along. I fucking <laughs> hated that. Yeah. That's like how he's stupid doing, looking. How he's doing like the backs of his hands to the fisheye lens camera like a Beastie Boys clip. Yeah. But just like its expression to me looked like, I is, uh, what? Like, it's been trained to do this, but has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And they're just squawking sickly at random intervals. And... Some of it squawks as well sounded like the iPhone duck sound. Yeah. Because that used to be my alarm. I was getting, like, major anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Gushus, I'd just fucking get rid of that whole thing. Like, Gushus. Uh, <laughs> you actually lay golden eggs. Okay, so guest stars for the episode. So, yeah, we had Charles Barkley. It's, pr- it's pronounced Niles. <laughs> I think you're crazy. Kevin Michael Richardson played JG now. He's sort of been like, sorry if this is offensive, Simpsons go-to black guy for black guy voices yeah. in the HD era. Yeah, He has that very deep tone and it's so hard to get, but oh, he's done a lot of voices yeah. in like American Dad and... He was, is he the sorry. koala in American Dad? Or is that... He was, yeah. yeah. That's right. He was the lion and the thing in the Surfson episode, wasn't he? The, the he was, he was Aslan. Yeah. Have you got a minute to talk about Jesus? Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Let's not bring that up. Yes. Yeah, fucking surfsons, man. And guest stars, guest stars. Then also Keegan-Michael Key was oh. uh, Jazzy James, who we met briefly running the candle stand. And oh. he comes back later for oh, some yeah. reason that I can't remember. I Nice narration joke there. I completely forgot about him. That was the amount of intrigue that they built around it because it was like dumb. Yeah, it's like the narrator undercutting the importance of the story the whole time really mm. made this episode feel unimportant. And also uh, Phil Lamar and Dawn Lewis, who you might know from Futurama as Hermes and La Barbara. Yeah, they did some incidental voices in this episode. Okay, Okay, that was the guest stars. The musical moments. Yeah, the rap diss track. Did anyone else have anything to say about that thing? I feel like it was probably one of the better thought out things with this episode. Yeah. But it doesn't. It was a bit eye rolly, but I liked the rhyme. Uh, your money spent, and now my fingers ten. I'm the one who's saying excellent. Yeah, like it's a bit clunky, but I did like that rhyme. It's it's not a bad little diss song. Like as a thing, it's it's fine as a, it's standalone, but you know, a it goes too long for the plot. And B, it doesn't save the rest of the episode. Like it also, much like the white party, feels so surface level understanding of black culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found it a bit offensive. Not I personally, of course, but I found it offensive to watch. It felt really uncomfortable. Like a bunch of white writers. Yeah, that was the thing. Like if you've if you've heard people do write diss tracks, and they're not even like that. Usually, they're a lot more offensive, <laughs> and they're not as tame about just like, huh, I stole your money. You know what? It's like. Like, he turns the iPad off because he just launches into, like, a complete censored bit. Yeah. And Mr. Burns, I want to say one thing. A and he's like, just keeps going like this. <laughs> but you get the gist. Jordan, do you have any other notes? Um, do you have yes. an anal corner? Uh, ooh. No. I, there was a couple of just things I wanted to mention. Yes. I like how Moe's idea of, like, really fancy party includes jacuzzis full of brisket. (laughs) I'm down for that. (laughs) Yeah, Actually, one of the greatest moments in South Park that I'd love to imitate in real life, Cartman is sitting in a spa full of KFC gravy and he's surrounded by McDonald's chips. Nice. (laughs) Oh, Uh, wait, I did have an anal corner, actually. Jordan's anal corner! (laughs) He goes into Sean Cartier jeweler. And yeah. they just have an MB monogrammed to a hundred thousand dollar necklace just waiting, just waiting 
for someone with the initials MB it to was come originally pick it up. for Miles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Barlow. Yeah. Milton Bradley. Yeah. Miles Ma- Bruno. They yeah. got it the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah. The plane with tassels. I quite liked yeah, that. The yeah. Leatherworks one. That. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I hated the bong plane though. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, it's for my <laughs> special secret horticulturalist. <laughs> what but, could that be? Fuck off. Black people like weed. Yeah. <laughs> they like weed and crime and rap. Let's write an episode about that. Yeah. Ooh, what if they wrote a diss track? <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying that right? <laughs> really a exotic, Elliot. <laughs> no, that's so light. Anyway, <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so some of the, uh, the site, I didn't get all the shop names. Yoga for pets. Yeah, but then there was um there was just one called Lavender, a shop for guest hand soaps. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's Rich not bad. People. I'll pay yeah. that. Yeah, so they're doing this whole thing about the Hamptons and the wives of rich dudes owning these cutesy little antique shops. I don't know. This felt really yeah. sexist to me. BT, any other notes? I like that Mr. Burns buys a painting of himself from Scarface. Yes. <laughs> That yeah, is, that yeah, is, that that is, is a good firing yeah. Yeah. machine gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The one positive I'll give it: uh, cognac flavored vodka. Ooh, I got a chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> like double stupid premium. Yep. Ooh, That's I not d- bad. Oh, I did want to try some of those ice cream flavors actually too. I know they sounded kind of gross, but I just they sounded interesting enough Beefy to just give them a go. Br- brittle. No, it was like oh, quince and. You know, this is the second um, quince usage. Was oh, it? Yeah. quince playlist. Quince. Yeah. Oh. Was All there right. a parrot? I don't know what I don't it think is. it was a parrot, was there? No parrots yet. Shit. There was a goose. Okay. It's pretty close. They're birds. Elliot's quick fire note time. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Wussiest guy And that's ever. now the, the theme music every time he says it. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. It was very sad. Um, why did I write, where's the stuff? Does anyone remember that? Uh, when we first oh, come to yeah. Homer, he's looking at triple stuff Oreos like, this is oh. double stuff at the most. I demand you send me a bag of stuff and then I'll take the website down, which is, where's the stuff? <laughs> Donate now. Mm. The card stock again, another joke that just dragged on oh. too long. Yeah. Like Bart there, like I could almost understand for, if for Lisa seconds, was doing that. Lisa, face, but yeah. then he starts rubbing against his body, and you're yeah. like, "This just went too long." Now. Oh, and Lisa in that same scene was like, "I read witty comments about that in the New uh, Yorkist." I'm not reading all that again. Homer's narration undercutting the whole thing. Yeah, then he drops the invites at the try and save. I thought that was a very lazy joke too. Well, yeah. Trellis, we'd already had two jokes. He's like, distribute this to your friends. If we then smashed it for him just putting them under windshields to anyone, that'd have been fine. But we had the Flanders, Flanders bit yeah. and we had the whole sitting with Marge, the cardstock bit. I have one of those three. I just yep. assumed he was going to use them as like coasters at Moe's or something like that. Oh, that's not bad, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I did like his menu of canapes, Ritz crackers, piles of salt, nothing in a blanket. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was okay. But the whole thing with write your name on your cup and wear these protective booties, again, dragging out shitty humor. If I'd known this was a cash bar, I would have get loaded Uh, at home. Just that early bit where they're going through his old parties. Sorry, where they're going through his uh, parties back in the day and he's like, "Uh, romances would be formed on my dance floor and consummated on my floor floor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Don't mind a bit of floor floor consummation. It's I, like Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> yeah. <Very> sexy. <laughs> floor floor <laughs> consummation. Left. Miss. 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 Middle. Middle. Right. <laughs> middle. Middle. Who are you? Dance Dance Great. Revolution. Great. Going into Perfect. the navel instead. 
<laughs> We're about to watch the room. So. I didn't like how JG says I'm a little bit inspired by Baz Luhrmann as well. Uh, another like pointless Great Gatsby reference that's not even like referencing Re- yeah. the Great Gatsby. <laughs> referencing an adaptation. Yeah. Fuck Baz Luhrmann as well. I'm so sick of his shit. Um, I did like <sighs> the joke about from... Uh, are you ready to record a diss track about it? What rhymes with Luhrmann? <laughs> <laughs> yeah Baz Luhrmann's got me squirming And I'm firming my opinions Thank god you said your opinions <laughs> I want some onions Rapid fire And my last note is I liked how they towed the plane away With a tow truck mm. They should have had a tow plane but I liked it yeah. My notes limp to the end much like this episode It's time to rank this thing Claire, it is your turn to start the rankings. Failure. Well, why so harsh? I just didn't like it. I wouldn't watch it again. I'm disinterested to see what happens to Mr. Burns, which is very sad because he's one of like the characters I really like. Normally I give a shit and this time I don't. If he stays poor, then so be it. And I was really uncomfortable with the whole Lisa B-side story. Aside from the fact that it was terrible and disinteresting to me. There were a lot of like really creepy things about it that I just don't like about more recent Simpsons episodes. Yep. Failure. Danny? Participant? I think it was fairly bland and forgettable. Um, they were trying to do something interesting. They definitely didn't do something interesting. They had big plans. You know, it was large vision, just done in a boring, forgettable way. Jordan? I'm almost hesitant to like go either participant or failure because I wonder yeah. if like the next one is going to be like we'll oh, make right. it worth it on its just its merits alone. I think it's really just a participant. It was a couple of things that with all participants we just go oh, that's dumb, that's stupid. Don't do that. Put yeah. that down. But yeah, it, it's not anywhere near good enough to be bronze for me. Man, I I haven't got failure in me. It's a participant. I want a failure, but. The word I really latched onto was meandering, and I think you said it, Danny. It's just it just meanders its way through. It just squabbles its potential, but you know there are a couple of good bits, and there are no aggressively failing moments for me in particular. But mm. there is a big uncomfortable cloud that looms over this episode that is hard to ignore. And I understand the failure ranking, but I just don't have it in me. Um, BT, round us off. A uh, bit tough, mix. I'm. Still sorting through what the guts really feel about this. I'm sitting kind of right on... Oh, do you remember your thing? Yeah. Well, look, Um, I want to say that I... Just, just, just while I'm here, I really didn't like Lisa choosing the pony, personally. I oh, felt yeah. that was really out of character for her, and it threw me out of the moment. I think the big reason that this is participant to me is that there was plenty of this concept and the, the aesthetic and the ideas that I think could have been a great story, and I'd actually like enjoy sitting down and writing a good... Uh, synopsis like script a treatment I'd, I'd like to do this episode yeah. properly that's why I don't want to fail it because it, it, it has that sort of potential okay. to me no but see my thing is normally when we rewrite an episode to make it better I feel like we don't necessarily have to take it from the ground up we take elements of it and then rewrite the bad parts whereas I think aside from the general premise of let's do a Gatsby episode 
I would scrap this. I would yeah. scrap it and start again. There are so many better things you could do with a Gatsby. God, I would make it an actual Gatsby episode where like Burns is in love with someone. Yeah, that green light is actually a person yeah. across the way and not mm. just a party. Or like a a person that he used to know from way back when who is now penniless and yeah. he or wants a, to support her. Or a rich woman that he's trying to woo. Either way. Anything else. Anything, Anything else. BT, so, what's... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And like the, the whole reason... Sorry, Beach. The whole reason that I failed it is because... There is nothing for me to improve upon this. I would have to start it again to make it better. Yeah, yeah, fair for me. enough. Uh, never apologize for taking the time to voice your opinion. Um, <laughs> oh, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan! <laughs> no, um, How are you finishing this, man? I'm, I'm now, okay, I might have to use this from now on. If I'm in a cafe and I'm sitting there and I sit down and for some reason I start talking to a person. I know it's unlike me, but it happens. Yep. And that person says, oh, I write for The Simpsons. I wrote this episode. What's my immediate response? So if someone says, oh, yeah, I wrote the great fast, we went, oh, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, it's not going to be a, dude. We fuck you. It's not going to be that. I don't have that in me for this. I, oh, yeah. st- I'm still not 100 percent convinced because I know that it's just. Am I so meh on it that it should be failed? Mm. But I just think feel... of the racism, Beach. Think of the racism. I'm a Sorry. cyborg. Race doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so plus I'm colorblind. It just gets weirder <laughs> and weirder the more layers you take. It's like hardware versions, <laughs> you know. Some are created. Oh, Do like you a- ever notice people with firmware upgrade 2.001 are like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I would watch this stand-up. <laughs> are always like 1001011001100. But guys who have the proper firmware update are all 0111001001001. <laughs> He's got my number. That's oh, no, no. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> That's a diss track. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, what is your ranking? I'm getting there. Yep. God. When? Failure, participant. Failure, participant. I'm gonna participant. Oh, I want right. to fail it, but I just don't think it has. I'm just gonna say the word failure. Failure. They are so evenly partitioned. Um, uh, participant. Yeah. This will equal a dull participant all around. This will be joining such episodes mm. as season 13's The Blunder Years when mm. we find out about Waylon Smithers Sr. Uh. Don't Fear the Roofer, uh, uh. the Ray Romando episode. Ray Romano? Whatever. Romando. <laughs> Break My Wife, Please, the one where mm, Homer yeah. starts walking a lot. Uh, and Waiting for Duffman, where Homer's the new Duffman. Yeah. Havana Wild Weekend, where they go to Cuba. And 22 for 30, the basketball documentary. Yeah, this is in some terrible company. Yeah, this yeah. is the, just the, the filthy slums right before the pit of failure. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, that was episode 69 of The Simpsons Index. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> it'll seem like a week for you, but only moments for us as we continue on and record part two. Why taunt them like that? Because you need to get them all excited and riled up and ready to listen to the thrilling conclusion. We won't be back until next summer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's been Jordan Frost. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> that's been Claire Double R. Thanks for having me. That's been Danny Rosewell. Oh, yeah, it was. AKA Danny Damn. Single R. And because she's double R. Guess I'm breaking up with you. Uh, <laughs> this is how you find out. <laughs> Danny's single R because he's single. <laughs>
Um, and what's your name? That, and that's been Pete. <laughs> I'll just fucking leave. <laughs> this is how I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> and that's been BT Calloway. <laughs> and this is the House of Broken Dreams. <laughs> and that's The Simpsons Index, episode 69. That was all the mustard in the house. <laughs> or was it? Stay tuned next week. To be continued. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... Um, so yeah, this will be a fucking get your shit together, Elliot. Just God, you know what? You know what I said to you before we left the house the other day. You, you were said... watching The Simpsons, and I said, "Use this opportunity to get your shit together." I had all the opportunities. Get a knapsack, Someone get me a table to flip. Vacuum. Where'd Dan go? I believe he's he's taking up his piddle privilege. I think he Bang. is wasting time. It's okay. Banter for deleted scenes. Uh, now we have to be witty. And for today's extra content... What is that from, Bo? Uh, hydraulic Press Channel. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why would it be anything else? Hey, Claire. Would you rather elderly people seek you out in order to die in front of you mm-hmm. or hunt and publicly kill baby seals for sport? Oh, oh the old people. Yeah. Definitely the old people. Like, would it be every old person or would it just be the occasional old person would hunt to seek me out? would be like, hello, I've come to die. Yeah, it's just like in Morty's Mindbenders, that guy who that seeks out Rick to die in bed. Yeah, I'm going to go the old people. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, it was Claire's question. I'm just taking it. Take it. Ow. <laughs> hey, Beach. Yo. Would you rather eat a Cessna 172 plane, four-seater, piece by piece? Uh-huh. Or, or have clitorises all over your body? <laughs> wow. I'd have the clitorises, yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I don't know. You'd never sit, be, be able to sit down. Constant sensation, Strong yeah. breeze, rain. That's not how they work. <laughs> all right. So how's the mic for the share on this side? Well, when I lean into it, it sounds great. When I forget to do it, it sounds... Distance. He's going the distance. He's going off mic. All right, let's do this. Hello. He's all alone, all alone because no one likes him. <laughs> this is my great Gatsby impression. I'm still working out the fine print. The fuck was that? Never mess with the great Gatsby. <laughs> No, so like in my more youthful wild days, my father gave me. How does it start? In all my wild whenever you days, want to, whenever my man existence, I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. That's not the great guess. That's the Avita one, and it's <laughs> not great. Uh, is it? Uh, there are dinosaurs, fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> Sorry, this is our thing. He sings about Jurassic Park, everything but the dinosaurs. And then the chorus is reminding him that why aren't you fucking mentioning the dinosaurs? There is jello here. There are dinosaurs. Look at this buffet. Yeah, I like it.
gelato in a bowl. <laughs> but there are dinosaurs, murderous dinosaurs. Why are you focusing on the bad? It's called Jurassic Park. Focus on the park and you'll have a good time, not bad. I write what that that. It works. And we are back. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> just, just fell over the gate. Yeah. <laughs> and we're <laughs> <laughs> that, that grey lady. She totally deserved that. Like. Yeah, she cheated. He fucking did. But uh, yeah, Hibbert staring down the camera as well, and it's the perfect voice for mm. it as well. That way, he just goes. Can you? <laughs> Tell me you haven't done that throughout your life. Oh, constantly. <laughs> yep. I'm doing it right now. Well, I can't <laughs> tell people I haven't done that before. Can, Can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's my job, right? Watch Crack Podcast, guys. They're amazing. Uh, the first one still? was like a Swedish army. Yeah, dude. Um, the, oh, I ah, thought they all Schmidt, got Schmidt's, fired and stuff. Schmidt's still there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Also watch Small Beans, though. Yeah, guys. Shout out. To other podcasts, it's not us. If any of you know Michael Swain, put in a good word. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Swamey, we like you. We, we love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay you. Hey. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. Swedish uh, war movie. Swedish, Swedish war movie. Yeah. I really like, I, I, there is a bit of, you know, there's a bit of, there's a bit of <laughs> really like the nest. Yeah, I didn't, didn't notice that the first time around. Yeah. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> But anyway, um, we'll get back to all that for, But for the moment, play count Sorry, did you want some water or something? Yes, I do <laughs> oh, Are you okay? This has been the sound of water pouring. <laughs> Coming up later, the sound of Claire sleeping. Mm. <laughs> Sounds of Claire, the podcast. <laughs> like and subscribe. Me, 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 Lots me. of farts. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Coming up next week. <laughs> like a question. <laughs> Is, um, what about... Sorry, I'm very sweaty. So cute. <laughs> we are all very sweaty. We are moist. And chewy. Okay. Um, ASMR. Um, all right. So get your shit together, Elliot. We talked about this. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> <laughs>